The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Look, uh, hello, hello, one, two, three, hello, 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 herp. <laughs> was that her fault? We have a new one. I bet it was her fault. We got a girl in here and son of a... No, I <laughs> Look out. My fault. It's only the Kimber and Pete and Founder. Oh, the day I was born. <laughs> Stand by. Well, we have a new setup here. Pete's in the house, and it's, so it's a different feel thing going on. Anyway, how you doing? They, they understand. Everything's cool. 303, and it's only me. It's only the Kimber on 106.3 with Pete Davis, sidekick producer in sports. Rack on tour extraordinaire. Holy crap, it's sports coming up around 5.15 today, as always. And the mechanical mangler founder at the controls, who were pretty excited, but they heard me bitching for the last, what, six months, I guess, or more, about how Flounder needs a little something in there to help him out. He needs, a, like, a you know, an intern or an assistant or something or other because he's got so many things he's got to do in there, and, he's, and he has a two-part studio. He has to go to one part of it to answer the phone and do stuff, and the other part for the computer. Mm-hmm. So I've been bitching about it, and we have a, a, a very nice addition to the uh, staff here today, and her name is Kate. And uh, we'll uh, find out more about Kate, and uh, mm-hmm. hope she has a, a night. Uh, she's going to be here for a few weeks. Is that right? That is correct. Does Kate know the tradition of bringing Krispy Kreme in? I don't <laughs> think we've told her yet. Uh, but we'll, uh, in fact, we're going to chat with her in a little while. Just I wanted to let you know, but we're very excited about this because it'll be fun. And uh, and we'll, and she's also a, a Gen Zer. That is correct. Uh, so boy, we've been. Yeah, there's something about Gen Z people in the news almost every day. Uh, and so uh, we'll be dragging Kate in here, and uh, we'll get you what's on your mind there, young lady, <laughs> whether you like it or not. How about that? And uh, poor girl says, Dad, Mom. No, anyway, uh, and she's a, 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 a high school type or a prep school student. We'll talk more about that later on. Anyway, what? A high school type? Well, I, I didn't want to. She hangs I, around I, high well, schools? I got, well, no, here's in my head, as I was saying, and I thought to myself, well, I don't, I, I don't know whether she wants to publicly say where she goes to school. Probably smart. And so, and so I got to thinking I should probably say not, not determine whether it's high school or a private prep school. And as I was saying it, I thought, well, I don't know. I, I kind of did both. So uh, anyway, she's a teenager and she's in school and she's not in college yet. How about pre-college? How about that? Right. And so we'll decide whether she would like to have this known because she has, you know, I mean, she, with, uh, you know, the girl's a teenager. So my guess is that she probably doesn't want her friends to know she's in here. <laughs> Just like general principle. Anyway, we'll uh, talk about it. We'll have fun. 305-305. Okay, here's the number. 404-741-1230. Uh, Kim or Pete and Flounder. We got a. How's everybody doing? You all right there, Pete? Uh, uh, woke up to surprise snow this morning. Well, did, not a lot, but enough yeah. to make you smile when you really? looked outside. Well, it was uh, cold this morning too. In fact, I wore uh, my uh, extra heavy uh, motorcycle jacket today. It's the heaviest one I have because it's like forty degrees. And when I go home tonight and go into that parking garage, 
It's going to be like 15 degrees in there. All that concrete and steel, it's horrible. Anyway, and Flounder, how are you doing? Anything new uh, from overnight? Everything's... All is well on this side of the glass? Outstanding. Well, we're uh, here ready to go. 404-741-1230. Okay, we've got a billion things going on. Our stories include uh, the latest on, on the stunt, uh, the political stunt by Hunter Biden today. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I hate these people. I, I watched the hearing while I was getting ready for the show before I came into work today from home. And uh, and I had to stop watching the hearing because of those lousy, dirty, stinking, lying, anti-American, treasonous, traitorous Democrats. All they wanted to talk about was Donald Trump and revenge on January 6th. By the way, for the record, one of the Republicans made it known very well uh, clearly today that a January 6th committee where they had the investigation, it was not a committee. It was not official. No. It was never sanctioned by anybody or anything. It was just they got together and, and picked their own people and decided to have a meeting. And there was, it was not a committee. There was not an official anything. It was a hatchet job. It was, <laughs> the guy described it as a Soviet show trial. Yeah. It's exactly tribunal. What it was. It's like yep. the uh, Kirby enthusiasm. We were going to have a meeting about the meeting. <laughs> right. <laughs> I forgot my mantra. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so we'll talk about the Hunter Biden thing. Oh, oh, and one of the great sound bites of all time. Actually, a couple of Marjorie Taylor Greene and my favorite of the day, and for a very long time, probably in the past and to come, is Nancy Mace. Man, I am so hot for that girl, and, and along with Lauren Boebert. Now she's back in the news again today too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I don't ever remember. Well, of course, I, you know, I, as a kid, I didn't pay that much attention to Congress. But I'm just trying to think. Th- th- those are two, as I, sp- as I sit here and think, those are two of the hottest Congress women in history that I've ever. I've never thought about women in Congress being hot and nope. sexy, cool, you know, with it. You know, they get it. They're, you know, real man's woman, you know, has a great sense of humor, uh, goofs around. You know what I mean? I, I've never known a congressional woman like that in my life. And so I'm getting kind of a kick out of it. In fact, you'll hear one of our old favorite sound bites from our Nancy uh, Mace herself. Uh, coming up. Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, you'll hear from her and a guy asking one of the great questions of Hunter Biden before they left. Also, I got a complaint about the way Fox News covered it. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, other stories, including Donald Trump, the latest on the fraud trial, and also the latest on uh, Fanny, 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 Fanny. Fanny? Fanny Willis, yes, the uh, the home wrecker from I Fulton. Like big books and I cannot lie. <laughs> yeah, baby. How's it going, Dollface? Uh, yeah, we got a little more on the scandal, including the fact we mentioned late yesterday more information now on how her uh, lover, you know, Fanny the homewrecker, broke up a guy's marriage and put him on the payroll so he could take her on fancy vacations. I mean, if, uh, by the way, where's the, where's the reply? Have you heard anything today? From the information from the last two days from the Republican Party of Georgia about the Fulton County disgraced DA homewrecker Fannie Willis. Since they, you know, they got blocked. The governor blocked them from investigating and taking away her powers. And now I wonder whether uh, they're, who's, nobody's saying anything about this? Nobody has any reaction to Fannie the homewrecker and and her scandalous behavior, uh, putting her her lover on the payroll after he files for divorce and she puts him on the contract. Oh, my God. I mean, no comment? (laughs) One word can describe the Georgia Republican Party. Yeah, and that is? Flaccid. I was going to say sleepy. Yeah, flaccid is pretty good. I mean, it's unbelievable. You'd think they'd be raising the roof. Another example of how the witch hunt. And by the way, remember, the woman who's in charge of the special grand jury was a witch. That's right. She was a witch. A real witch. Remember, she had spells and everything. (laughs) An actual witch who was out to get Donald Trump and couldn't wait to get him fingerprinted. Uh, She was in charge of this. uh, She wanted a strand of his hair. Yeah, a grand jury. Put it in a freaking potion. 
Anyway, we got all that going for you. And, and more on the uh, fraud trial uh, and about her lawyer, lover lawyer. Also, one last shot by the media on Donald Trump. Uh, more on the uh, Menendez case uh, linked with Jeffrey Epstein with his former girlfriend. Also, the words they were searching for, lawyers trying to prevent it. We got stuff on that. Oh, I really don't know how to feel about this. We're going to st- There's a story that just came out from the Daily Mail. Now, if you've heard this show before, you know that that Pete particularly, and I, my also self, are big fans of the Daily Mail, which is a British organization, but they do a much better job and usually more quickly than most American press on breaking American stories. I mean, one day, I, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, tr- I'm not making this up, truly. They're, the people they have assigned here in New York or wherever they are, and are all over America, obviously, the big cities, are, are doing a much better job than American media. I think they pay people. It's kind of like TMZ. They'll, they'll pay people. They get, the, yeah. they get it. And it. Well, and the reason I bring it up is because, I, I mean, I love what they do, and I appreciate the fact that they're a real kick-ass organization. But what they've done now has uh, is ruining Matthew Perry's reputation now that he's dead. And we'll come up with that. I'll have that story for really? you in a second, too. I mean, I think, I think it's, I feel bad about it. It's, I kind of, you know, but I've got to talk about it because now it's out. That he was a, a woman beater. Supposedly. Supposedly. Well, Allegedly. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Also, the mo- oh, oh, if you haven't seen this video, oh, my God, this is horrible. There's video out there of Pete? a, uh, what's that? What's the matter? He's just watching Pete get high. Oh, no, he's sniffing the glue. Are you sniffing that? T- <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he, he likes get, the green the best. The green one, the red one. He's sniffing the freaking uh, uh, magic marker, whatever it is. Oh, I hate the, I know, I don't like that at all. I never liked the mimeograph either. Oh, you're, you're crazy, no, man. Not, the I mimeograph didn't. was. Yeah, no, I didn't. I never liked it. I never liked <laughs> it. was funny. The teacher would walk down and hand out the mimeograph going down the aisle. Yeah. And every kid. In our, uh, I know. We all did it. Yeah, we all did it. We all be high as kites. I know. I know we all did it. I just didn't like it, but I did it. <laughs> Who wants to go get the mimeograph paper? Yeah. Me, 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 me. Who do I have to rent to get a mimeograph paper around here? <laughs> um, anyway, if you haven't seen this video, it's unbelievable. There's this homeless bum on the sidewalk in New York City by the, at the subway, okay? And he's under a gray tarp or blanket or something. Somebody comes up and goes, hey, yo. He says, yo, and the guy, all he can see is his feet sticking out of the blanket. And the, he starts uh, getting, uh, you know, moving around a bit. And as soon as the guy's outside taking pictures, goes, yo, yo, like that, you see about 15 rats yeah. coming out from under the sleeping bum's blanket on the sidewalk. They're his pets. Well, it was a 15-rat night. <laughs> You've heard of a three-dog <laughs> night? Really cold, all the dogs in your bed? It was a 15-rat night. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean, it's just, you can see, they're scurrying, and I mean, just horrible, absolutely horrible. I mean, it, but, and the guy didn't even, you know, didn't think anything of it. The homeless guy says, oh, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Sleeping with rats on the sidewalk rats in New York City. Rats the size of cats. Yeah, again, your sanctuary city, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, 313, how you doing? 404-741-1230, 741-1230. Give her Pete and Flounder, and we'll talk to Kate here in a second and do all the newsy stuff. And one of the great sound bites of all time from Nancy May, standing by on 106.3. It's Wednesday. Hump your delts. Uh, look out. Have it, her. Look out. Oh, I tried to trick the camera. <laughs> I got it. Well, I wasn't I paying attention. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I got it here in a second now. Here in a second. Here we go. There we go. Hi, uh, 317, almost 318 with a camera beat. Oh, oh, got myself a gun. That yeah, was on this day 25 years ago. 
1999, The Sopranos premiered on HBO. It ran for six seasons before going out with Journey's Don't Stop Believing and a quick fade to black and one of the worst endings in the history of television series. Horrible ending where you knew Tony was going to get whacked, but you didn't. they didn't let you. And Meadow comes walking in the door, and then it fades to black, and I'm thinking, oh, my crap, my TV broke. Oh, no, my TV broke. Yeah, uh-huh. What a crappy ending. I couldn't believe it. What? What? I thought it was interesting. Oh, you did not. It was horrible. Well, okay, for some people who don't believe in anything, to them, death is oblivion. Well, it just it just went to black. It went dark. That's death to a lot of people. Well, but that may be the end to all. We're all going to die, but that's not the end of the series. Speak you should have, should have a conclusion of some sign or at least an, a better hint or something. I mean, and, you know, that. Yeah. anyway. Oh, by the way, there's a whole uh, Sopranos marathon has been going on for like three days. I've got almost all of them. You know it's a better ending? <laughs> what? If Tony goes back to vacation Italy and dies at, at dinner having an Italian well, or, or the girl shot him, maybe. You know, the, the, the girl mobster over there. Well, that's the what happened. He, he died having an Italian died dinner. Eating a Italian. Italian. Well, there you go. Yeah. And it was like 58 years old or 52 yeah, or something. Yeah. Was anyway, Soprano. And the marathon, I've got like, I literally have probably 25 or 30 Sopranos episodes. Well, what you need to do is just go back and rewatch it. It's, I mean, go I watch, have, and watch all six, six that, seasons. That's what I'm doing. I mean, I've, I've got, I don't have all of them because I don't, I don't want to run out of space on my DVR. Well, thing. you could do that on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No, I don't have Netflix. I don't have the app to get the watch. If I, if you, I had the app, I could get the app and then get, oh, by, by the way, we have Kate in there. Kate's a, a, a Gen Z, or maybe Kate could arrange to uh, give me the app to get the watch to find out the watch for the watch app so I can watch a freaking ball she game Saturday. Have the patience to put up with you. <laughs> I know. Trying to explain. I know. Oh, all right. He's still 1998. I hate everybody right now. Uh, let's see. Our bur- <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Well, that would be too much of a coincidence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like the guy goes over to, it, we talk about British caddies. You go over to St. Andrews or something. You, you know, they're not very polite people. And the guy, after <laughs> after the, about the 10th hole, the player says, turns to his Scottish caddy, and the player says, they're from America, says, yeah, man, you're the... You're the worst caddy I ever had. And the guy says, that would be too much of a coincidence, boy. (laughs) (laughs) 320. Our birthday list includes hideous Rod Stewart. God, I hate him. 79. I hate his voice. I hate his hair. I hate his singing. I'm very negative. I don't know why I have well, jump with you today. I, I don't know. I'm I don't I'm I'm I am hot and angry and, and happy. I'm happy and hot and angry. I don't I don't get it. Uh, on this day in history, 2020, four years ago today, the green Ford Mustang that Steve McQueen drove in the 68 movie Bullet, that Mustang sold at auction at the Meekum auction in Kissimmee, Florida for three point four million dollars. Mm-hmm. And there were actually a bunch of them, but that was one mm-hmm. that was a legit one and they found one in Mexico a few years ago. Yep, there have been, a, I think there were five or six of them, and they kept getting uh, cracked up. But he, his claim to fame was that he drove them. He, he, was on, he, did, he did the stunt driving, I think, for, I think, if not all of it, at least all the heart of the fun parts, you know. Anyway, uh, 321-404-741-1230, How's it going? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Uh, Pete's got some quizzes coming up. Uh, we got a million things. Let's do a quick newsy thing, and then around 3.30, we're going to bring Kate. We'll talk to Kate about uh, uh, just uh, introducing ourselves and and, uh, and and say hi. Uh, that'll be Did fun. you ask her if she wants to do that? I don't care whether she wants to or not. I, you know, I, if, <laughs> it's called the, the Kimmer Show for a reason, That's Pete. right, baby. <laughs> you walk in here, you're asking for it. <laughs> Is she armed? <laughs> I'll bet she's got a gun. <laughs>
322 of the Kimber Feet and Flounder. Hunter Biden, holy cow, what a bunch of crap today. They had the hearing on uh, to dis- determine whether Congress should vote to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of court because he never showed up for his day. He didn't show up for his deposition, refused to go in, instead had a news conference on the sidewalk. Remember a couple of weeks ago, okay, it was a big deal. He just didn't give a damn. And let's remember uh, former Trump advisor Steve Bannon was convicted, convicted of contempt of Congress for doing the same thing. Right. So if Hunter Biden is not convicted, then we know that more proof that the fix is in and uh, they're not going to go after the Biden the crime family. Anyway, so, so the committee, what happened was he shows up with his lawyers, sits down in the front row for about 10 or 12 minutes, and then and everybody's looking at him and stuff, and they, have, they start the hearing, so on and so forth. And then uh, as soon as they turn the microphone over to Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene, here's what happened uh, at the uh, committee hearing this morning. Gentlemen's time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Greene from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse me, Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words. He starts walking out. Oh, <laughs> oh. I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Burst their bubble. Wow, that's too bad. <laughs> As Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, she said, I, I, I don't know why it stopped there earlier. She said, I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden's afraid, terrified of strong, conservative Republican women mm-hmm. because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. Uh, and then and then he takes off as soon as she started. And, and then, of course, the Democrat. Oh, oh, by the way, two things. I'm watching live on Fox TV, network TV this morning. As soon as she started talking and Hunter got up, they cut away from Marjorie Taylor Greene. You didn't get any of those comments on Fox News Live today. What you got instead was the camera people following Hunter Biden all the way out, all the way down the line, uh, his entourage, and and they completely ignored any comment going on in Congress until the Fox News coverage until the Democrat was speak the next Democrat to speak. They go they go in order, Democrat, Republican, so on, so we switch back and forth. And when the Democrat they cut back on Fox News for the Democrat to start slandering Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well you're the you've been the liar. You're the one's leaking information. You showed the dirty picture. I mean just lambasting her character, calling her names and of course they didn't show any of her reaction or stuff trying to defend herself or anything else. I mean just the way Fox covered it was just a complete bunch of crap as far as the network and as far as I'm concerned. But the greatest part of it all was when Nancy Mace, that hot babe Republican congresswoman from South Carolina, uh, was her turn to question at the uh, committee hearing there. Flounder, if you will, um, First of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. <laughs> um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and... Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. <laughs> you have no balls well, to come well, up do here. do something and, about and it. And that's when they interrupted her. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Quit talking about it and sending tweets. Do something about it. Well, they started complaining. The, the Democrats uh, started complaining about her, and Nancy May said, I think Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, go straight to jail. Our nation's founded on the rule of law. The law applies equally <laughs> to everyone, no matter your last name. It does, yeah, right. It doesn't, it's mostly, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or who your father is, or your last name. Yes, I'm looking at you, Hunter Biden. I'm speaking to you. You are not above the law at all. Why don't you just show up for a congressional deposition? You're here for a political stunt. It's a PR stunt to you. It's just a game you're playing with the American people. You're playing with the truth. 
as they walk off like no big deal. It was a stunt because he's doing a documentary, Hunter is, and this was all a stunt. It was planned. And, you know, I, I don't understand two things. First of all, how could the White House be happy with this? Isn't this a negative distraction? I I understand if they wanted him to distract the country from talking about how bad his father is, that's one thing. But I I don't think that if that's it, I don't think it's working. Why would how could they possibly how could his lawyers not be getting screamed at by the White House counsel saying, what are you idiot to stay out of the news? My God, man, he should have shown up and taken the fifth. It would have been over. None of this would have been in public if he had shown up and taken the fifth. This is complete rubbing in our face that I am Hunter Biden. My name is Biden. Nothing will happen to me. You fools have to go through the process of the law. We don't. We're the elite. We're the ruling class. And we are above you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it got so bad, all the Democrats did was talk about January 6th, which was not a, 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 an insurrection, and it was not their official committee meeting. It was not an official committee uh, when they so-called investigated what happened on January 6th, and mostly peaceful Ashley Babbitt Day. I had to stop watching. I Just one vicious, stinking Democrat lie after another. I mean, it's just, I, 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 I just couldn't believe it. Uh, oh, also, uh, a flounder, before Hunter got away, he was walking down the sidewalk trying to get away. A reporter did come up with a rather uh, spectacular question before he left. Can you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? <laughs> <laughs> what brand of crack do you smoke, Mr. Biden? <laughs> oh, my God. Who asked him that? I don't know. The reporter in the back. Yeah, we, I don't know who. We, I don't think he was identified. Or has, I haven't seen the name yet, at least on the news. It's been released. And by the way, just for kicks, because I just, I'm, I'm so hot for this girl. I can't stand it for this. I've never thought I'd say, well, i got to take that back. I had a, a Republican congresswoman flirt with me once in the Capitol. She was giving me a tour of the Capitol building and telling me the secrets of where you can overhear conversations in a certain alcohol. Any video of this? I have no video of it, but I could prove it because I have witnesses. If you didn't post it, it didn't happen. And she was actually, it was back in 1976, okay, and she was uh, flirting with a Kimmer. What's her name? Good God, she's probably dead at this point. No, well, I'm sure she is because she was a lot older than I am. (laughs) What's her name? (laughs) Yeah. We're waiting. Uh, yeah. uh, it didn't happen if you don't say the well, name. Uh, well, I feel say kind of... <laughs> no way am I embarrassed. I'm kind of, all right, I'll tell you. Well, actually, I'm having a name thing, I swear to God. What are you, that goat on um, YouTube? No, no, shut up. A congressman from Louisiana who died in a plane crash in Alaska f- on a fishing expedition, and his wife took over for him in Congress. L- Lindy Boggs. Lindy Boggs. Her name was Boggs? Lindy Boggs was the woman congressman whose husband, Hale Boggs. Was that Lindy? I think, yeah, it was Hale Boggs. Didn't he get killed? God, if I got the names wrong. Lindy Boggs. Her? I can't, I can't see over there. And, is, or, and Hale died in a, 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 a fishing trip in Alaska or something, if I remember, not, I'm not mistaken. Huh. Yeah, anyway. Oh, she died at 97, by the way. Well, there you are. And, uh, by the way, coming back, we're going to talk to Kate. Also, we're going we're gonna to have a little uh, uh, fun time remembering one of my favorite comments from our uh, my, the Kimmer's uh, Hot Congress uh-uh. chick, Nancy. Lindy Boggs was from Louisiana. Yeah, that's what I said. Louis- said Louisiana. No, no, no. He died in Alaska oh. on a plane trip. She was from Louisiana. She took his place in Congress. Oh, Lindy she, Boggs. She died last year, by the way. Well, there you go. Well, then she can't confirm. It's too late. I deny it. Uh, 3.30, Kevin P. Flounder and Kate's coming up, too, here on 106.3. I'll bet you probably. <laughs> Thank you.
335, how's it going? It's only me, it's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis and Flounder. And our new intern, or a helper, I'm not sure if she, what they call her, if it's an intern program or whatever. Boss. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, young Kate coming in shortly. Is this Jeff Beck, I'm guessing? Uh, yes, it is. There we are. Well, it was on this day last year, one year ago today, Jeff Beck, the famed English guitarist, died at the age of 78 from bacterial meningitis. Was at a hospital near Riverhall, England. He was a prominent member, of course, of the Yardbirds, later founded in front of the Jeff Beck Group, and then Beck, Bogert, and Ap- Apice? Apis? Apice? I don't know. I've never heard of that. Uh, Carmine Apici? Uh, yeah, Beck, Bogart, and Apici? He was a drummer. Yeah. One of the best drummers ever. Yeah. Uh, and in 1975, he switched to an instrumental style with a focus on an innovative sound. His releases spanned genres. And styles ranging from blues rock, hard rock, jazz fusion, and a blend of guitar rock and electronica. Good Lord. Beck's highest charting album, Blow by Blow, 1975, produced by George Martin. That was a Beatles guy, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Was a hit in the U.S., reaching number four on Billboard, eventually selling a million copies. Jeff Beck died a year ago today. Hello, Miss Kate. How are you? Have you met you? Pete? You haven't even met Pete yet. This is yeah. Pete. Nice this is Miss Kate. Nice to meet you. Uh, and, and we'll get right to him. Just one second. Quick birthday. Uh, Donald Fagan from Steely Dan is 76 years old today, uh, Donald. And uh, a quick historical note. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll bet Kate has never heard of this. On this day, 1949, RCA introduced 45 RPM vinyl records. Have you ever seen a 45 record? I have not. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Have you ever actually seen a picture of one, Emery? I don't think oh so. Oh, my God, this is so cool. Uh, it's a 7-inch disc. It was a new standard for records, 45 RPMs, revolutions per minute. Before that, it was either 33 and a third or 78, mm-hmm. which was really spinning back then. And, they, you know, anyway. Uh, okay, it's uh, 337, the Kimber Pete and Flout, and Miss Kate. Now, I have, we, uh, I, do you want people to know where you go to school? Would you rather just say your high school? You're a junior, I think? Is that I'm correct? a junior in high school, yes. Uh, do you have any interest in telling people where you go to school, or you would rather keep that secret? It's okay Probably with just it. Just keep that. Okay, private. fine. Now, uh, and so, are you? Uh, I mean, what are you doing here? Are, did you sign up for a thing, or <laughs> what are you I, doing here? You just sneaked in the door and said, "I'm supposed to work here now." And everybody said, "Okay, fine, go in there and see if you can find something to do." I mean, I mean, are you an intern as an official school thing, or what? Actually, yes. So we have a program called Jan Term, and it's the first three weeks of January. And so I chose to do an internship here and kind of learn about every different department here uh, uh, for goodness sakes what what is your uh, future perhaps you thinking about broadcasting or oh my yes. god really i love georgia football and sec football so hopefully supporting really so yes. your yes. sports uh, journalism kind of a deal yes did that for five years excellent yeah. excellent work i actually did it once when i was working for abc in chicago and I was working also for WLS-TV and uh, did some sports reporting. So when I hit a home run at Wrigley Field, uh, I get to <laughs> no, tell you're not, girl. No, you're not telling that story today. <laughs> but no, but I, but I did actually, I did uh, a couple of weekends. I worked uh, doing sideline reporting for uh, high school football championships or something. It's the damnedest thing. It was horrible. The, the focus is I know, on the I know, guest. I, I, I just bringing back some great memories. Of course you did. Yeah, Full yeah. circle. Um, um, okay. Now, you're, you're, a Gen Z, you're a teenager still, right? obviously. Yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, do you have a thought about what's going on in the world as a Gen Zer? We they talk a lot about the Gen Zers are the laziest people and they're kind of not holding up their share, stuff like that. Uh, is this kind of thing you talk about with your friends? A little bit, but not really. I mean, most of my friends don't really know a ton about politics, and I only hear a little bit from my parents, but sometimes it gets aggravating, so I try and do a little distance at a time. Yeah. Now, um, uh, your plans being in sports reporting of some kind. 
Uh, first of all, have you ever, and don't be embarrassed, be totally honest, have you ever even heard of this radio program? Or uh, Oh, you have? Yes, I have. <laughs> I love um, sports radio, and I've heard of y'all, and I love listening to well, it. Well, you must be a big fan of 680 The Fan, I'm, I'm guessing that, I too. I am. Yeah, and, of course, our, you know, our morning crew, our morning uh, guys in news. Do you listen to, mm-hmm. Do you listen to, uh, like, in the radio coming into school or anything like that? I or? do. Most days I listen to music, but my parents' cars both don't have aux, so we listen to sports radio and, like, music in the mornings. Your parents don't have what? Aux. It's, the, it's like Bluetooth, so you can play your music. Ah. It's like what you put your the, your music stick. Uh, my magic yeah. music stick. Wait, now we have to do it vernacular, Kate. If you're going to, you know. <laughs> so it's radio. Well, for anyway, us. well, we're excited to have you here. And what, he's got you helping out there in the booth and stuff, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we just have fun, and and uh, that's what we do. And oh, and by the way, uh, poor girl, uh, I was outside the room when I uh, and when I came into the booth or came into the studio, opened the door, and Kate is here with fl- inside with flounder. And Flounder says, oh, Kimra, I'd like to introduce you to Kate. And I said, I haven't got time for new people now. <laughs> Away. I did. I swear to God. It. And, and, and you, 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 I think you started laughing. I I did, I did. <laughs> but it, re, it reminded me of, of uh, who's the kid who was on Arrested Development and played uh, the junior? Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Uh, he's done a bunch of movies. He did the one with uh, with David Cross where they were uh, uh, biblical times. And he did the. he's done a couple of different things. And, and, and he did Arrested Development. And Jeffrey Tambor was one of the big stars. The bald hair. Have you ever George seen Michael. The, the show? Uh, George Michael was his name. And Jeffrey Tambor was the, one, one of the other stars, a bald-headed guy of the Bluth family. And I remember that uh, they were on a, it was, some, it was some kind of video or something. And Michael Sarah said, he was on a talk show or something. And, and they said, uh, uh, what's it like working with Jeffrey Tambor? He says, I'll tell you. He said, I had, we had a big meeting after the show one time. And I had my mother there. My mother came in to see the show with the rehearsal and so forth. And, and so I said, oh, Mom, Mom, I want you to meet Jeffrey Tambor. He says, oh, God, this would be great. So he takes his mother up to Jeffrey Tambor and says, uh, Jeffrey, I'd like you to meet my mom. He says, I don't want to meet your blanking mother. And turns and spins away. <laughs> and ever since then, I thought, what a great way to introduce yourself to somebody. Anyway, uh, we, we love, I, I think I told you, we don't, there's no such thing as mistakes in here. We have mm-hmm. fun. If we screw up, we have a lot of fun. I hope you have a great time here, and you're welcome in here anytime. And we're going to ask you when stuff comes up about Gen Z. Okay. We're bringing you in here to get your reaction. Is that okay? okay? Sounds good. All right, so this is Kate. Uh, high school student, uh, Atlanta area, yes. and uh, a junior yes, this sir. year, and uh, and she's not part of our team. We're very excited to have it. Thank, <laughs> Thank you for you. being part. We really appreciate it. Three forty-two, uh, with the camera, Pete and Flounder. Again, our number is 404-741-1230. Thank you, Sway. That was very kind. Um, she's going to be great. She's smart, quick. I mean, I, I think she's going to have a lot. If, if she wants to keep doing, she's now, leaving the room. You can say what you think. Well, no, 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 actually, you know, I was going to say if she, if she was if she was going to be in like uh, you know playing music on the radio or news on the radio. I was going to try to talk her out of it. Oh, yeah, but she's doing some. She can be a sideline reporter on TV. Well, I, I, there, I was, there, there's a future in that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, in fact, I wanted to talk to you about it because, I mean, th- this is the future of, of sports programming. It's a lot of female. I mean, it's not. It's mostly uh, it's, female. It's mostly female. Sideline reporter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I, I, honestly, when, when you know, if, if she would say, well, I, I want to be a news anchor woman on the radio, I was going to try to talk her out of it. Nobody there's wants a, to be yeah. a news anchor. I mean, uh, you know, the radio. The radio it's a, but uh, anyway, so that's, that's, that's great to have her in. I'm very, that's very cool. Very cool. Uh, uh, all right, 343. All right, to the news, to the news. Justin, oh, oh, first of all, let me do this update. And I'm doing it on my iPad. I'm very excited about this, too. The Nevada guy, you remember seeing the video, hearing the story of the guy in Nevada who was angry with a judge about to sentence him. 
And so he wanted probation, and she said no. So he leaped, not only leaped over the uh, defendant's desk with his lawyer, then he literally flew. I mean, it was like Superman with his arms extended <laughs> like he was horizontal <laughs> flying uh, over the, over the uh, judge's bench to get at her. I, how many years of eligibility does he have left? <laughs> I don't know. I'd he, sign him. I tell you what, he was, I mean, he was flying. He was. It was really impressive in a horrible, <laughs> horrible way. It, yeah, and it's what we kind of heard. Once she said, no, we're not going to let that. We're going to have to find another avenue. And the first thing you hear in the background is, hell no, bitch. And then literally you see the arms and he I jumps mean, over. And in fact, uh, well, the story is now uh, that that guy who did it is now being charged with attempted murder. Oh, good. Th- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's facing a dozen other charges, too, including battery on a protected person, substantial bodily harm, battery by a prisoner. I mean, there's a whole bunch of, of, uh, of charges. And uh, luckily, the uh, clerk was there. Let me get this guy's name here. Uh, Michael Lasso was the law clerk, 27-year-old law clerk, who was there. And he said, I thought when, when first when he hopped over the defendant's desk, I thought he was going for the door to get away. And when he didn't go for the door and instead he starts charging at the judge, I was just in shock and I just reacted. I don't even want to think about what would have happened if I hadn't been there. The, the law clerk was the guy who jumped on top of him and he, he, he might have killed her. He could easily snap her neck. Oh, my easily. God. Uh, just from her falling, I mean, he could have fallen on her neck sideways, and she's dead. I mean, and she it, took it like a champ. Yeah, you know, she. And she, in fact, when 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 he came back to court and she sentenced him for the original charge, she didn't add anything else, which is hard to believe. But now he's being charged with attempted murder, so now they're going to add a whole bunch of stuff. You get, I got to admire a woman who can take a punch. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, so that that's just that's the very latest on uh, the uh, Fox News stuff. Uh, oh my God, three forty-five, and we're going to play the Nancy May soundbite to the, just to bring back a little happy, kinky kind of memory here for you too. More about the Trump trial and Fanny, Fanny, <laughs> the home wrecker of Fulton County. More on her coming up in a Jeffrey Epstein case too. I like big <laughs> yeah, baby. Quarter of four with a Kimber P. Flounder and Kate on 106.3. Eight years ago, 2016, David Bowie died after secretly battling cancer for 18 months. David Bowie was 69, and uh, he was at his New York home two days after releasing the album Black Star on his birthday. His first UK Top 40 single was the 1969 Space Oddity. It became a number one British hit uh, in 1975, plus 50 other Top 40 hits. Five number ones. David Bowie also scored two U.S. number one singles, 75 Fame, which I think is this one right here, and 1983's Let's Dance. Mm -hmm. Uh, During his lifetime, David Bowie's record sales estimated at 140 million albums. One of the world's best-selling music artists ever, David Bowie. John Lennon, background on this song, Fame. Oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. I'll be darned. Uh, and on uh, this day in history, oh, and now I can't find what I was going to say. Well, that's pretty stupid. Uh, here we go. Uh, 1944. Let's do this. The GI Bill passed by Congress, returning World War II vets money for college and living expenses at vocational schools. They received 20 bucks a week for a year while looking for work. It was called the 5220 Clause. Uh, 20 bucks a week for 52 weeks, plus low interest, no down payment home loans. Uh, and I used the GI Bill when I came back from Vietnam and, and uh, went back to school. 
But I'm, try, I'm trying to remember how much. I don't think they. I'm trying to remember whether they paid the school or sent me a check. We owed it I to them. That's for sure. I can't remember, but it helped. I mean, it definitely helped. Um, and uh, and I did I did uh, use the VA. My first house I bought uh, was, was a uh, no down payment and a very low interest loan to it. That helped a lot too. And again, you know, uh, it's the least we can do. Let me ask you a silly question. Absolutely. <clears throat> People are moving to get away, get yeah. away from crime, get crime, away from places. Right, places. Maybe be one of them. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think is the state that more people have moved to in the last three years? Moved to Florida? No. Texas? No. All right, then. Uh, Georgia? No. Oh, Flounder, you got a, Kate, anybody I'm got a guess here? Three. What's the question again? <laughs> the show started at three. I was editing something. So. He's got stuff to do. He's showing Kate the original. Alvin dials in the buttons. And that's a it's nightmare called? in there. Uh, what state do you think more people have moved to three years in a row? People are moving to this state. Colorado? No. Does she have an answer? Kate, what do you think the state that more people are moving to in the last three years? One state uh, out loves them all, the people moving to. Um... This is random, but South Dakota? More on the line, of, but not South Dakota, but she's kind of on the line of it. A state, they're trying to get away from crime, get away from population and Montana? traffic. South Dakota, or North Montana? Vermont. Vermont. Oh, 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 my God, that's right. I did, I did see a thing about that. That's right. They're going to fill that state up pretty quick if they keep moving there. Well, uh, it's not that big. <laughs> well, I hope it's not because there are no black people in Vermont. I hope it's not a racial thing. No, it's for, it's about crime and traffic, basically. Yeah. And, and but again, that. I mean, Vermont is uh, well, they have serious winters. If you, if you like snow and ice and uh, skiing, you know, uh, <laughs> I've been skiing in Vermont many times. It's it's beautiful. It's up serious. There. It's serious in winter the time. Summer. <laughs> the two weeks of summer. Are oh, beautiful. it's gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> three weekends in July. <laughs> anyway, well, that makes that I kind of I, that's kind of weird. Does Vermont? That's different. Well, it's it's still one of the few rural states that is. I mean, it has a lot of. Universities, and uh, I feel sorry for them because you know it's all the people from New York and Boston that are moving there. Yeah, well, then because ain't nobody from Atlanta moving there. Yeah. Well, Vermont's always been kind of an outlier state where you know the Green Mountain Boys were yeah. the heroes Ethan of the Rebel, Ethan Allen. Uh, but lately, it's been kind of a well. Look at uh, who's from Vermont. Are the goofball senator who is a big uh, Cuban uh, socialist, Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. So anyway, he he actually honeymooned in Cuba. I thought he went to Moscow. Oh, I think he honeymooned in Cuba, but he's been to Moscow, but yeah. he's, he, he spent a lot of time there. But I think he, he spent his honeymoon in Cuba, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I could, it's either Moscow or Cuba. I know he did both a lot. Uh, let's see, 355, holy cow. D- Donald Trump fraud trial in New York. The judge now today has just ruled that Donald Trump cannot talk during his own closing arguments tomorrow. Apparently the judge, and this judge is an idiot. This is the judge who's, this is the fraud trial where Don, they claim that Donald Trump overinflated the value of Mar-a-Lago or his properties in Florida when the judge said, well, it was only worth $18 million when the last property just sold that was like his was $150 million. So clearly the judge is, you know, from the beginning is not to get Do you see what he did? He wouldn't even let him take a day off for his mother-in-law who just died? Yeah, Melania's mother just died. What an ass. Yeah. Well, they don't care. They're out to get him. They're out to make him hurt and feel bad and... I do everything Man. he does. They're trying to. Make I shouldn't it bad. feel this way as a Christian, but I hope bad things happen to these people. Well, I, I mean, I hate them. I really. I, well, I was watching that testimony this morning from those Democrats, and one lie after another, and I just uh, it may be nuts. Anyway, the judge uh, uh, refused to allow Trump to talk during the closing arguments tomorrow because he missed some kind of deadline for it or something. <laughs> 
And then there's a story here uh, from ABC, I think it is, says, well, Trump was hardly a model of discipline in depositions and testimony at the trial anyway. <laughs> so, oh, my God. They're still, they're, just, uh, they're still freaking out to get him. But the judge now says you can't be part of his closing arguments. Uh, 3.57 uh, here with the Kim Repeaton. Oh, God. Wow. Jeez, <laughs> how about a note next time, Flounder? Wait, wait forget me. A little something of Flounder's right. funny or this something. This gentleman's name is Rod Pauline, um, and he's a funny guy. All right, here we are. <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. Well, that's why I live where I live with all the white gay guys. Because <laughs> I used to live in an all-black neighborhood. I did, and uh, I was nervous all the time. And, uh, you know, wow, this I was just scared all the time, like, you know, because you live in all black neighborhoods, you could get, you get robbed. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not saying anything bad about my people, I'm just saying, you get, you know, that's what, a guy could pull up in the moving van and take out all your stuff right out the front door, and your black neighbors will just look out the window going, ooh, he's getting robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, they got his big screen, they got his big screen, they're taking it. Should I call the police? You better mind your own business. <laughs> That's why I like, I like I like having white neighbors. I really do, because white people, you make a neighborhood safe. <laughs> you do, because you're nosy. You ask questions. <laughs> you ask a lot of questions. Let a strange black guy pull into my driveway. My gay neighbors will come outside. Hello, hi, hi. I'm Steve. This is my boyfriend, Brian. Who are you exactly? <laughs> when I get home, right, I get the lowdown. Your friend Tyrone came by. He just bought a new car. He seems nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny guy. Uh, here on uh, the Kimber Pete and Flounder Show with our friend Miss Kate. Uh, it's uh, 358, uh, 1063. And uh, Fanny, 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 the old Fulton County homewrecker. Yeah, Fanny, Fanny, Fanny Willis, the dist- uh, disgraced district attorney of Fulton County. Uh, yeah, she uh, had an improper relationship. She apparently was cheating, uh, helping this guy cheat on his wife. This guy, uh, what's his name, Wade, paid almost $700,000 in fees going on special vacations. But the big, new- the, big, the big bad news of it is today, at this guy's wage, she hired him to be on her staff. Actually, she's been having sex with him. Uh, he calls her a mama sodomy girl. And apparently uh, he spent, actually, was paid to go to the White House $4,000 for two eight-hour meetings with White House officials overseeing the election interference case against Donald Trump. It took place in 2022 after he was tapped for the role, and the invoices show the bombshell court filing by the campaign official for Donald Trump clearly indicating Fanny, the uh, homewrecker Willis, ought to be disqualified from that case. And here we go. Have you heard any reaction from any GOP officials in Georgia about the Fulton County Georgia prosecutor and the scandalous attack on Donald Trump? Nothing. Whispers. Ah, it's 4 o'clock. Kimber Pete and Flounder. Look out. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Play. Elvis Presley. 403. And it's only the camera with Pete Davidson Flounder. Boys on this day in 2006, an Australian woman went to court charged with repeatedly stabbing her partner with a pair of scissors in the back and in his shoulders and his thighs because he kept playing Elvis Presley's song Burning Love over and over and over. <laughs> Stabbing she love. She couldn't stand it, so she stabbed him over and over and over. Burning all right. That was also on this day in 1956. Elvis recorded Heartbreak Hotel, later became his first million seller. Where's my froggy? Oh, here it is. Taggart. Uh, let's see, I got that thing. And uh, let's just do a little historical thing here. Did I do an historical thing? Let's find an historical thing. All right. Uh, well, here we go. 1964, speaking of music, introducing the Beatles. Their first album, 64, released in America on this day by VJ Records, the A-side, I Want to Hold Your Hand. And then I saw her standing there. Great, great song. Kimmer, old-fashioned Beatle Kimmer song. Greatest single of all time. Greatest that to have those on two yeah, sides. That was. And I had it. And I can't find it now. Oh, I think I know I I'm, I'm sure I had it. Well, what year was it? Showed, it showed him yeah. in their little little beatnik suits. Well, actually, it was kind of like gray suits, and the, everyone's got a cigarette on the really? cover. I don't remember that yeah, at all. They all really? got a cigarette. Well, who? Everybody smoked. We were allowed to smoke at 15 in our house. If you were 15, you could smoke. Mm, we, uh, oh, I started long before that. <laughs> I, I smoked my parents' cigarette butts in the ashtray. Uh, my dad had to go outside to smoke a cigar. She would not let anything. Well, no, in no the my, house. they wouldn't. Well, you would never be able to do that in our house. My, my dad smoked a pipe for many, many decades. But anyway, uh, 405. How you doing? It's only me. It's the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, and a new friend, Kate, our new uh, intern or assistant. When's the damn Whataburger gonna open? Well, you were just mentioning. I thought it was uh, supposed to be the. Uh, I thought it was open two weeks ago. Three weeks ago, I went there and it looked like it was about to open. I go in there today. It looks open. Yeah. And you pull in. There's a sign that says we're training. We'll oh, be open yeah. soon. Oh, try, no, no. Let's. Uh, how about tra- how about training uh, people how to eat what you're making? How about that? You could train me to uh, take one bite at a time. How about have you that? had a water burger? I have never had a water burger or an In-N-Out burger. Wow. 
And what's the guy that won the Academy or won the... Uh, oh, the yeah. What's oh, his well, name? Paul Giamatti. Yeah. He went to In-N-Out Burger, Burger in his tuxedo. In his tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody paid attention to him. And they just let... I guess he... You know, that's fine. LA. Here he is. Yeah, that's LA. You can, you can do that. Um, uh, uh, 406 with the Kibber, Pete, and Flounder. 404-741-1230 is our number. 741-1230. I, I feel a little funny about this story, but it's out there and it's news, so we're going to pass it along to you. From the Daily Mail, and again, my I, I have tremendous respect for the reporting staff at the Daily Mail. They have they have American news quicker and more thoroughly, and more honestly, th- their their coverage objective. of American politics is much more objective than American coverage of American politics, yes. without question. Uh, and here's the story headline: Matthew Perry assaulted women, including ex-fiance, friends, actor. Hurled table at Molly Hurwitz after she confronted him about cheating and threw live-in sober companion against the wall. By Allison Boshoff for Daily Mail. Friends actor Matthew Perry physically assaulted several women, including his ex-fiancee Molly, in the years leading up to his death. New allegations detail the late star threw a coffee table at Hurwitz, Molly, after she confronted him about cheating in 2021. It's also said he shoved his live-in sober companion Morgan Moses into a wall and threw her onto a bed during an angry meltdown in 2022. Uh, these claims now threaten to tarnish Perry's legacy following his death age 54 in October after overdosing on ketamine while in the hot tub at his Pacific Palisades home. They also paint the darkest picture yet of the star's troubled final years. He had a book, a came, memoir, came out in 2022, claimed he had been finally sober after multiple attempts failed to get clean at a personal cost of $9 million. But, this girl says, as I reported last month, we now know that not to be true, that he was never clean. Despite a live-in nursing team, Perry, uh, Matthew Perry we're talking about, met young girls on dating apps and had them deliver drugs, often OxyContin, to his $8 million, $6 million mansion, the amount of ketamine found in his body by investigators was similar to levels used to anesthetize uh, patients in the hospital. Uh, he's been variously uh, described as incredibly reclusive, angry, and mean. Uh, he used the pseudonym Aaron to refer to Morgan, whose true identity she revealed later. Uh, she said he was his best friend, creditor was saving his life. In truth, after Perry attacked Moses, now 37, she quit her job as a sober companion and cut off all contact for a year. Uh, d- uh, refused to comment on this story today, mo- uh, mo- no longer working for him. Uh, he had a horrible breakdown and he, at the moment, couldn't control his emotions. He shoved Morgan into a wall and threw her onto a bed and, t- and she took off. Uh, Perry is said to have been abusive to his former fiance Molly, a library talent manager, Library, a literary talent talent manager who left Perry dated in 2018. Uh, she caught Perry flirting with a 19-year-old girl on a dating app. Confronted him, discovered he'd bought a romantic gift for her on a dating app. He threw a coffee table at her, told her she was crazy. She hated that she dumped him. He hated she dumped him, and he had a terrible abandonment issues anyway. Uh, he said he was on high on milligrams of hydrocodone when I asked her to marry me, high as a kite. I'm beginning to realize I was engaged, living with a woman and two dogs. I was not ready for any of this. Needless to say, we broke up. As an addict, yeah. he had to take a buttload of hydrocodone to be high. Yeah. Because it's not it that, it's not yeah. like Oxycontin. It's, a li- it's below that. Yeah. 
Well, I, well, if, whenever I've had uh, dental Trust surgery, <laughs> well, no, when I was retired, I had my first serious dental surgery where they do the whole big time Charlie, uh, and they and they gave me hydrocodone. Which was I, I couldn't believe how great it was because I never felt high. I, I, I had no pain, but I never felt in any way affected. I, right. I, I wasn't. I mean, in any way, I played golf that afternoon and stuff. shot seventy four at the Donald uh, <laughs> Ross course. Good stuff, Maynard. I, I swear to God. I mean, it was I guess uh, next time you play golf, I'll get you some well, and you can see if you I, can, I can go do back to the way I used to play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, it was amazing. I, I, what a great drug! It did not have affect me at all yeah. in terms of my motor abilities or anything. It's it, not oxygen. But it's it's minor league oxy. I don't think I've basically. ever had oxycontin. That's the big time, Charlie. Oh, so that's what'll yeah. get you. That's that stuff will make you addicted. Oh, just Take one, one of those and just, it's over. It's like heroin. Just one, you go. Okay, okay. I'd like to feel this again. Yeah, where do I, doctor? A it, doctor? Basically, everything's great. It doesn't matter what's going on. You stub your toe. Oh, <laughs> I stub my toe. Nothing matters. Really? Everything's great. Yeah, but, I've never. I don't think I've ever had any really. I'm trying to think if I've ever had. I'm, well, obviously, I had hard drugs when I had surgery. They knock you out, but I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was oxygen. When I had uh, my diverticulitis, they would, like, when I was in the hospital for seven days, they gave me morphine, and that didn't do Ooh. anything, so they just gave me Dilaudid every two oh, hours. That's, that's and stuff, you yeah, want to talk about it. Well, I had kidney stones, they gave me that. Just, <sighs> just sitting there on the stretcher, they gave me that. That's it was like, oh. That's oh, like the God. stuff that killed Michael Jackson, man. That's, that's big-time Charlie oh. stuff. Wow. I felt the first time I had it, I, I went in there at, at Piedmont, and there's, there's, there's a black lady there. We're both in pain. We can hardly stand. And she had sickle cell. Oh, boy. And I said, and they were going to send me first. I said, no, no, no. You got to help this one. She can die from this. I yeah. just got a kidney stone going yeah. on. And they gave us oh. both to Laudanum while we're sitting on our stretchers in the hallway. And we're both just looking at each other going, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi. Wow. Cool. We got Scotty the window guy. He wants to say hello. Scotty the window guy. What's up, my friend? How you doing? Hey, welcome home. Super fine, my brother. Thank you, sir. What's up? Shout out to you two mafia. Um, got a little uh, update for old Pete. Okay. So when you're on your way home tonight to the mountains of Macon, yeah. uh, get off on 92, take a right, and then uh, the first traffic light, there's a Whataburger that just opened two and a half months ago. Okay, 92. Not, 92. Uh, how far north? Where does it go first Where to get off at 90? 92? 92 is Holcomb Bridge Road, isn't it? No, 575 and 92. Oh, okay. In Woodstock? Yep, in Woodstock. If you t- take a right off the exit, go to, not the first, the second traffic light on the right. It's in between Arby's and Chick-fil-A. They just built it like two months ago. Yeah, oh, this could be trouble. Oh, I know what I'm doing. Route 92, I believe, is the, if if you go on Holcombridge Road and Alfreda West about It'll 10, 50 miles, that goes to 92. There. Yeah, that's that's Route it 92. Does. Yeah. Yeah. Got a joke for you, Pete. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's none of my business. Why can't, a, why can't a bicycle stand on its own? I don't know. Why can't a bicycle stand on its own? It's too tired. Too tired, it's ladies too and gentlemen. It's too tired, ladies and gentlemen. Too tired. Uh, I got to go. You're killing me there, Scotty. <laughs> Oh, unfortunately, it's time for a break. Oh, we were going to have him on for a lot longer, do some more jokes, but uh, we have a heartbreak here, so it's damn. Uh, 413 with a Kimber Pete Flounder and a new friend Kate here on 1063. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Four eighteen. How you doing, Kimber Pete and Flounder and Miss Kate? Joining us here on one hundred six three. Happy Hump Day. Two thousand five. A woman suing Gene Simmons from Kiss for slander. 
Uh, she claims that a documentary made her out to look like a tramp, sex-addicted nymphomaniac. Georgianne Ward, 53 years old from New York, said during a VH1 documentary her photograph was flashed up as Gene Simmons talked about his past sexual encounters. Uh, Miss Ward had, uh, had dated Gene Simmons for three years when he was a student. In the documentary, Simmons boasted of having sex with more than 4,600 women. Holy cow, I didn't even quite make it to 4,000. I can't believe 4,600. Jeez. Pete, how, how many? Uh, never mind. I've tried. You know what's a, the bad thing is? You, you Sometimes you're sitting there late at night and you got nothing to think about. Oh, you, I've counted. And you start counting. And then the next day you go, oh, crap, I forgot. Forgot. And, uh, and then yeah. you feel bad because you yeah. forgot. Yeah. <laughs> but she was important. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a, a grand 15-minute yeah, She affair. was wonderful. <laughs> I wonder what she's doing really now. Help me out. I've tried to look them up. <laughs> I tried to look one up the other day. <laughs> uh, just don't look one up in there like no, dead or no, something. No, that would not be good there. Hey, I don't even know what we were talking about. No, uh, let's get on with our program here. Uh, <laughs> uh, birthday list includes Evan Handler. I don't I don't know the name, but I know the guy. 63. Evan Handler was uh, David Duchovny's bald best friend Charlie on Californication. Never bald saw. as an egg. He was Charlotte's husband Harry on Sex in the City. Never saw. And Hurley's imaginary friend Dave on Lost. Bald, bald as an egg, like he never had hair. Evan Handler, and 63. He was Hurley's imaginary friend. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I remember. Yeah, I remember. California. I used to watch Californication. Never missed it. I, I enjoyed that show a lot. And on this day in history, eight, uh, 1982. Oh, yeah, okay. You know who that is yeah, when you I, see his face. You know yeah, who it is. 1982, Paul Lind, Paul Lind, mysteriously drowned in his swimming pool Allegedly under the influence of alcohol after suffering a heart attack, Paul Lynn was only 55. He was known as perhaps to you as Uncle Arthur on Bewitched, but to me and millions of others will always be the center square on Hollywood Squares. Well, uh, Paul, uh, uh, can, can frogs drown? Can frogs actually drown? Well, if you hold their little noses underwater, <laughs> you're saying, I mean, the guy was, he was just the best. He was just, had, he had, I, I, of course, they all made up the answers for him. Yeah. That, you know, right. They asked him stuff. once about why, why does something beat or something, and he goes, well, you get lonely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had, well, you can look. In fact, I should have Googled, but I saw this. I should have Googled, but I didn't have time because it came. I was here when I got here instead of doing it at home. Of all the sort of the X-rated things from Hollywood Squares yeah. that he was famous for. In fact, do that and we'll play because there's some of them are freaking hysterical. Uh, George Goble used to have some funny ones, too. He was on there, the old, uh, old uh, 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 sidekick guy. Anyway, we'll we'll get some of those for you. Four twenty one, Kimber Pete and Flounder. Again, here's our phone number, four oh four seven four one twelve thirty. It's funny, when you watch that as a kid, you watch Bewitched and everything, you don't think anything of it. And now you look back, he was so gay. Yeah. Well, yeah. And everybody knew it. You can tell all the other actors knew it on the set and all those things they did. By what? the way, his Halloween special's gotta be the worst thing that ever was on television. Oh, I never saw that. Oh my god, really? it's, it's it's horrible. Yeah. Well of course you know, to, to him though, it was it was his character and and his kind of his shtick. And so, no, I don't think people said, oh, my God, that guy's really a homosexual. I mean, it was never linked in any way derogatory. It was just what he, the way he acted and the way he was. Anyway, uh, a couple of quick things. Um, oh, by the way, one more shot. They're taking more shots of Donald Trump. This is out the Al Jazeera. Do you want, oh, you got something there? I, uh, Flounder? 
What's that? I, I'm sorry. I heard, I heard. I thought I heard your mic flicking like you were trying to get my attention. No, <laughs> sir. Okay. I think that was Pete. Oh, well, it could be. Either way. I'm sorry. Sorry. I got, <laughs> I got distracted. Uh, the, another another shot at Donald Trump. And here's, I mean, this is how bad it's getting in the Al Jazeera constipation, the AJC. Here's a little sidebar headline concerning the immunity claims of Donald Trump and his court case, whether he should not be able to be charged as a former president for what he did on, on his official duties. So... The Fulton County case. Here's what the here's what the story reads. Trump warns of bedlam, declines to rule out violence after court hearing. Warns of bedlam, declines to rule out violence. Oh my, oh my God, Donald Trump, he's not going to rule out violence. That's what the headline was. Here's the story. Speaking to reporters after an appeals court hearing in which Trump's lawyer said he should be immune from prosecution by trying to da 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 Trump claimed without evidence that he was being prosecuted because of polls showing him leading President Biden. Okay, now here's the part about him that declines to rule out violence. The former president did not take questions and walked away as a Washington Post reporter asked him to rule out violence by his supporters. So because Donald Trump didn't walk, was walking and didn't answer the question, Donald Trump refused to rule out violence. Yeah. Oh, my God. You don't hate the media enough. I mean, I'm, this is black and what this is what they do. That's how they describe him not ruling out violence mm. by not answering the question, would you rule out violence? If you, if you stop beating your wife, yeah. Trump, Trump refused to deny he's beating his wife, ladies and gentlemen. When did you stop beating your wife, Senator? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, and then another little uh, uh, two-inch story. Man targeted by conspiracy theories gets probation for role in Capitol riot. This is the Ray F story. Yeah. Man targeted by conspiracy theories. That's the headline. <laughs> Attacked by a mob of fellow Donald Trump supporters. Driven into hiding by death threats. I mean, honestly, I just, I hate these people. I hate what they stand for. I hate what they're doing deliberately. I mean, they're doing it deliberately. They hate they're, this country. They're doing it deliberately to make you think things that aren't true, to give you an opinion about America and life in America that's not real. And most people have been so badly educated by the indoctrination centers that they're too stupid to figure it out. Or just accepting it, just going along. Well, it's easy just to go along. If you just go along, and you don't have to upset the old apple cart. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> more names in the news now uh, concerning a, a New Jersey disgraced Senator Bob Menendez, who's been being on trial for bribery and representing foreign countries and so forth on the take. Well, the uh, female banker and his ex-girlfriend named Gwendolyn Beck, former uh, Bob Menendez, Senator Bob Menendez's girlfriend, Gwendolyn Beck, apparently was part of the orgy scene at uh, Herpes Island. Uh, during the testimony that came out, has now been released again today. Uh, Gwendolyn Beck is now 65 years old. She ran for Congress in 2014 as an independent in Virginia, a longtime associate of Epstein. She was photographed with Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell at Mar-a-Lago, mm. then back at Mar-a-Lago a few years later with Prince Andrew and Melania, Na- uh, or Melania Naus, who's Donald Trump's girlfriend at the time, later his wife. Uh, she had met Prince Andrew the year before, spent time with him on Epstein's Caribbean Island, flew back with him and several others to Palm Beach. Uh, this girl, Gwendolyn Beck, was the pr- vice president of investments for Morgan Stanley. She's good looking, too. Yeah. And she worked at one of Epstein's banks. And uh, Virginia Jeffrey was asked about working with Epstein and uh, this girl, Gwendolyn Beck, the uh, Morgan Stanley vice president for investments. 
And he said, she's number seven, Gwendolyn Beck. She was asked, well, I was in traffic to her. She was part of the, uh, some of the trafficking. Uh, she was involved in uh, some of the orgies. There's a great <laughs> photo of uh, Epstein and Gislin and this Gwendolyn Beck uh, hottie. Hot and, and if you look, good grief, this stupid thing. If you look at Epstein, he's looking straight at her boobies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this girl Beck was dating Senator Robert Menon, uh, Menendez, photographed with him in the Dominican Republic. Uh, the photos were used in his corruption trial in 2015. It's unclear when they stopped seeing each other, but apparently this uh, former vice president of Morgan Stanley was in on orgies and all kinds of weird things. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty freaky. By the way, the uh, lawyers uh, for Ghislaine Maxwell tried to keep out of the record special words which were highlighted as key names in the people who hung around with, uh, with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Including Prince Andrew, uh, so and the, uh, the the Joffrey team zeroed in on key words in Jocelyn uh, Maxwell's uh, comments, including the words "nipple," "schoolgirl," and "servitude." Massage was a code word for sex. Uh, when they were going through the phrases, it looked bizarre to the average viewer, but they were code words. Uh, for example, one of the uh, legal guys looking through the documents said, "Number one hundred four jumps out to me." The word "joint." With three, defend, like they're looking for something that begins with joint and three words, something that begins with defendant. For example, emails discussing a joint defense privilege between Maxwell and Epstein. Others, uh, W3 qualifier included high school, school W3 girl, and sex W3 toy. So, uh, I mean, this is just kinky. And, and again, it's only going to get worse. You know they have videotapes and they have audio recordings and, and photographs. I mean, you know it's got to be true. So who's got them and where I, are they? You, might, you think of that movie, Tom Cruise, Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. About the, peop the elites behind scenes doing all that crazy stuff. I know, I know. Uh, very bizarre. Uh, by the way, uh, just a, a word to the wise. This is a horrible story in South Carolina, Spartanburg, South Carolina. 84-year-old Joan Littlejohn and her husband, uh, Glenwood Fowler, were in their home and were complaining about how cold it was. And the temperature was so cold they needed their heater fixed. So apparently they got their heater fixed and then nobody heard from them for three days. So there was a wellness check at the home after not hearing from them for three days. The police went in through a bedroom window and found the couple dead. Mm. The fire department determined that the heater, which had been fixed, was reading 1,000 degrees. The temperature inside their home was 120, and they were both dead. Uh, the, the, the temperature on the gauge of the thermometer in the house only goes to 106. They measured that it was 120 degrees, these 80-year-old uh, people, this couple. And apparently after someone fixed their heater and it went nuts and apparently killed them. Lawsuit. Holy smokes. Or maybe he'd had enough of her messing with the thermostat. And said, you touch that thermostat one more time. <laughs> I, you know, it could, it could be a funny way of ending the story. You could be, it could be your, uh, your way's much better than mine. Leave them laughing. Hey, hey, God bless America. 4 is 430 with a kimmer feed and flout. Hey, Kate, how do you like us now? <laughs> the Morning Extra is the right way to start your day. And here's what you missed. Here's what I think would happen if they were ready to pivot to Gavin Newsom. If they... <laughs> I like this song. 
I always have and I always will. Got a silly little beat. And I keep thinking, you know what? I remember whenever I hear this song, I think about the commercial for the uh, the uh, uh, ocean liner crew. And all the ladies going having fun on the ocean liner. Oh. Cindy Lauper right here. Cameron Pete and Flounder, 433. 1984, Cindy Lauper became the first female recording audience since, uh, uh, artist since Bobby Gentry in 1967 <laughs> to be nominated for five Grammy Awards. Album of the Year, New Best Artist, Best Pop Vocal Performance, Record of the Year, and Song of the Year. Yeah. And I guess it was for this one, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. It was a huge song. I like this song, too. Cindy Lauper, 84. Every time you mention Bobby, I think about my grandmother not in- introducing me to her. Well, now tell the story again. Bobby Gentry, known for the ode to Billy Joel and stuff, a, a huge artist for a while there, and uh, kind of fade up. But again, your story, you're driving to Mississippi, was no, it, or what's the deal? My gra- my grandmother, Mississippi, little town, Derma, was known for her caramel cakes, and she was known far and wide for caramel cakes. And mm. one day, we're just sitting around on a summer day, and this really nice Lincoln Continental-type car pulls up, and uh, my grandmother goes, oh, I'll be right back. And she goes outside, and the rear window goes down, and she leans in. She's talking to this lady. You see, it's a lady. And she's talking to her, and she comes back in, my grandmother, and she picks up this caramel cake. I go, what are you doing? Oh, I'm taking a caramel cake to this lady. I said I'd, I'd cook it for her, for her mama. So she takes it out there and hands it out there, and they talk for a few more minutes, and, and she comes back in. And I said, well, that's a nice car. Where'd she, you know, how far did she drive to get that cake? She says, oh, she lives so-and-so over there. She's that singer. And I go, what singer? What are you talking about? She said, you know that Bobby Gentry type thing. It's like, that was Bobby <laughs> Gentry? And you didn't think I wanted to meet Bobby Gentry? Uh, it's unbelievable. And to her, it was like, no big deal. She just wanted a cake. You know? I'll be damned. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, you got the limit. 435. I just uh, birthdays today. Pat Benatar, 71. And here's uh, Flounder, our musical director. Flounder's a uh, guy that he gets wrote this. You, uh, Pat Benatar, 71. You learned Hit Me With Your Best Shot on Guitar Hero 3, Rock to Heartbreaker on Guitar Hero World Tour, and Cruise to Shadows of the Night on Los Santos Rock Radio on GTAV. Her other hits include Little Too Late, Love is a Battlefield, We Belong, and Invincible. We Belong was my favorite. Yeah, it's probably. a good song. Yeah, I like that one. And she got out quick. She, she got married. She moved to Hawaii. And she got out of the business quick before it killed her. Yeah. yeah. Good for her. Yeah. And on this day in history, 24 years ago, 2000, Melissa Etheridge revealed to Rolling Stone magazine that David Crosby fathered the children birthed by her partner, Julie Seifer, by artificial insemination. And then, sadly, Julie had told Melissa that she was not gay in 1999. Anyway, 2000 next year, uh, David Crosby was the guy who gave her babies. Partner there. Anyway, it's uh, 436. How you doing? Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, and our new intern, Kate, be, uh, joining us here today. 404 741 Excuse me. Uh, oh, by the way, a nitpick uh, today. I was driving into work and uh, near. I was I hadn't just uh, left the house just a you know a quarter mile away, and not far from where I live uh, at my autonomous place in my neighborhood. There's a big trucking depot where all these huge trucks meet to kind of get their stuff and take their orders and take off. It's a, a little way down the road, anyway. So I, I'm I'm going to a traffic light. To, I'm going to take a left hand turn, and I see coming from my right one of those great big trucks, which I know where he's going. He's going into my neighborhood in the street. Mm-hmm. So I see he's coming to make a left hand turn in front of me. So I back up about 30 or 40 feet. 
because it's a huge truck to make huge. that left turn. So, uh, you know, I back up, back up, and I'm a long way away from being in the intersection. And he slowly makes his turn, makes his turn, and I keep looking to see whether he's going to say thanks a lot or two things. Nothing. Nothing. No. Truck drivers these days? I mean, I, I deliberately backed way up. He, he, I mean, he saw me doing it, and you would have thought he would have just given a little toot or something to say thanks a lot. Pre- nah, screw you, pal. Get out of my way. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, again. It's a given. Get out of his way. Well, there you are. I always, to, uh, what's that? Look, speaking of drivers, yeah. you want a second job? Yes, I do. Uh, for thirty-five k a year, I'll thirty-five six. I'll take it. One year, yeah. You get to drive the Wiener Mobile. The Wiener Mobile. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely do that. I would definitely do that. How, 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 how much fun could that be? You They're imagine taking, trying to parallel park that thing. <laughs> They're taking applications. <laughs> yeah, they do. They, no, you have to. Well, you got to believe me. There are people who want that job. I mean, you uh, travel the country. Oh yeah, and, you, and it's all PR stuff. So you got to be marketing people with you. Probably hot babes. Hot you know how many hot marketing babes. I well, excuse me. Well, no. When you're in the media business, Zero. <laughs> well, I'm tr- I, I told you a story about that chick who wanted to do a three-way with me, but you know, and, and that was in. Uh, she was a marketing chick uh, for Jim when Jimmy Carter came That's to true. visit in California. Marketing chick, marketing yeah. chick for United oh, yeah. Airlines. When I and uh, took her out to dinner, and all of a sudden, I'll tell you what, she taught me things I had never even heard of. Uh, and it was just, you know, marketing babes going around with, uh, you know, yeah. uh, big stuff. By the way, Boeing that made that uh, the Alaska Airlines plane yeah. with the thing that yeah. has a new slogan. No, what's a new slogan? The new slogan is, when one door closes. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Uh, 438 with a Kimber Pete Flood. We're kind of goofing around here today. Why not? It's freaking hump day. Uh, we'll talk more about the Hunter Biden thing on Capitol Hill. we got some sound bites to play for you. We'll do that a little bit later on. Holy crap, it's sports. Oh, and another uh, cha- uh, coaching change. Yeah, there's uh, seven now. I mean, now, now, I don't want to spoil your whole thing. Spoil. Oh, no, people know in, by now. Half an hour. All right, well, now, just, uh, just you want to t- tell them who the latest one is? Pete Carroll. Uh, the Seahawks. Yeah, so after, Seahawks, 14 after 14 seasons. 14 years. And he's going to supposedly be an advisor. This is a, a few days after he said, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm great. I, I can keep doing this. Yeah. Well, he was part of the whole Russell Wilson thing, too. Well, he got rid, rid of, of Russell him. Wilson. Yeah. Hopefully he's and Russell. Who, now, who do they have up there? I don't even know who their quarterback is now. I it's, forgot. Uh, the guy used to be was it Geno Smith. That was oh, with the God. Jets out of West Virginia. Who, I mean, he's okay, but he'll never win yeah. you any yeah. Super Bowl. And they're just wasting their time with yeah. him. Now, any interest in the Falcons talking to uh, this guy? From he's too old. Yeah. And he doesn't want to come to Atlanta. He's a he's a West Coast guy. I, I have the feeling that they're go- that the Falcons will get a coach who has never been a head coach. No, see that's what they always do. So I think this time they're going to get somebody. They're going to go after Vrabel, or they're going to go after Harbaugh. They're going to go really after uh, Belichick, which I really don't want to see Bill Belichick here. I really don't. I think it's past his prime, and he doesn't win without Brady. I don't think. Never wins without Brady. I'll bet he wouldn't want to come here because we don't have a star quarterback. We well, got we got a good running back and a couple of great tight ends and you know well some... they're gonna, they're thinking about trading up big time and somebody I heard I was on Buck Belue's show he was talking to Chris Mortensen and, and Mortensen said they'd probably have to give up like three first round draft picks to move up to get a Jaden Daniels or somebody yeah. like that it's like that's too much well, that's a lot you'd have to win now you'd have to win in the next two three years and then you just you just dump start over yeah, yeah start over yeah. Because they're built to win now, that offense. Well, we, with a great court, I mean, we have the running back and a couple of tight ends. I mean, we've and got wide people receiver, on the team. The defense is okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, it's, it's conceivable uh, that they could pull it off. 
But again, you know, two, three years of number one picks is serious stuff. That is. Of course, if, you, if your number one pick is, you know, the 30th in, in the first round, then, you know, it's not that big a loss. But it's still the first round pick. But anyway. Well, they've had the eighth the last three years. Yeah, eighth and, and they're eighth this year, too. So they, how much would they have to give away to go up to, like, two? Uh, a lot. A lot. There are three. I, I, how many? How many? There's uh, three great ones. There's thank you. Caleb Williams would be number one. So yeah. we've got to see if the Bears are going to take him uh, and do something with and Justin he's with Fields. Who now? Uh, the Trojans. Caleb oh, Williams. He was a Heisman Trophy oh, winner Heisman two Trophy years winner. ago. Yeah. Right. Enough. You got that Drake May kid out of uh, North Carolina who's got. He looks like Justin Herbert. Yeah. That's the type of guy he is. He his upside is amazing. Yeah. But then you think about the other guy, sure. Trubisky, that came out of North Carolina, and he was about the yeah. same. Yeah. But anyway, but this guy's supposed to be better. And then you got Jaden Daniels, who would have to take a little bit, a year or two, to get up to speed. Do you really have time to wait for him to yeah. get up to speed? He runs a lot too. Yeah. And Penix, you could get Penix will probably be available at he eight the if they just want to stay at Washington. eight. Yeah. He's probably available, but some people say he's a second rounder because of his injuries. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, it's going to gonna be fun. We'll see. I wonder who the first one is to go. Caleb Williams, the Bears. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm switching back into the coaching thing. Which one of those now seven coaches on the market? Well, well they, I guess they're not all on the market. They're going to stay with it. Some are staying with If New team. England parts ways with Belichick, yeah. it's Mike Vrabel. He goes home because he played for the Patriots, and they love him up there. That, yeah. He'd be stupid not right. to go there. Or, you know, as they were talking on uh, uh, Chris and Nick were talking uh, at 6 eight, they were talking maybe he goes to Ohio State. What if he decides, I want to go to Ohio State? And so they would fire Ryan Day in a heartbeat for Mike Vrabel. I think yep, they will, because well. he could probably beat Michigan. Of course, Michigan's not going to have Harbaugh probably next year. He's probably going to go pro to the Chargers. Man, this could be really interesting. I would l- see. That's who the Falcons need to get, but probably won't be able to yeah. get is Harbaugh, because they're incompetent, and that's what they do. Well, here we go again. We'll have a lot more of this in about a half an hour. Four forty-three with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, and uh, here we go again. Your uh, your country's changing for sure. There's uh, stormy weather in New England and in the Northeast Coast, and therefore students at Bro- Brooklyn High School found out that two thousand illegal sneak-in immigrants have been evacuated to their school, so they're going to have to do uh, uh, homeschooling and computer schooling because uh, they have to take care of the massive amount of the 2,000 illegal immigrants to put them up in the school. And local residents are saying, now, wait wait a minute, this is blanked up. It's a litmus test. They're using a storm, a legitimate situation where they're testing this out. I guarantee you they're going to be here for the entire summer. 1,900, almost 2,000 people getting thrown into my neighborhood half a block from where I live, and we don't know who they are. They're not vetted. A lot of them have criminal records, backgrounds we don't know. What are they doing here in the first place? In fact, one irate mom went off on the migrants as they pulled up in the line of school buses. And so she went out there and she said to them, How do you feel? Does it feel good? How does it feel that you kicked all the kids out of school tomorrow? How does it feel good? I hope you feel good. I hope you sleep real well tonight. And then a dad said, oh, yeah, how do you feel stealing American tax money? <laughs> they, don't, they don't care about that. <laughs> they don't give a damn. Not a bit. Uh, officials cl- feared for the safety of the tent city they were in because of rains and wind. Uh, so they're taking a relocation pro- proactive measure eh. out of abundance of caution. It's their, it's their fault. They vote Democrat. It's their own damn fault. That sounds unbelievable. 
They're sanctuary cities, yeah. and they voted you for asked that. For them. That's right, and they, of course they can't take care of them. And again, for the record, uh, and, and and people like Kate should know this. The fact, uh, you know, young people who, don't, who have never been told this. The only reason that those cities voted to become sanctuary cities is to rub it in the face of Republicans who were trying to close the border. And so the Democrats said, oh, you racist, you just don't want little brown people coming into your country. And so we're going to be sanctuary cities to prove to America mm. that we are still the country to give us your poor, give us your tired, we'll take them all. We are sanctuary cities. A shame on you Republicans for wanting to close the border. We will take all these people. And then they start getting them and they can't do it and they want to send them back. Right. And remember, 82 Venezuelans in Martha's Vineyard got put on an army base. 82 people was too much for him to handle. Sanctuary City, my ass. Uh, that, that weight lifted off America's shoulders that you're feeling right now yeah, is yeah. Chris Christie dropping out of the race. Oh, he is officially out. <laughs> well, he was getting like negative 14% or something. <laughs> but he was Come getting on. three meals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he shut down the buffet in Arizona. <laughs> I know that. It's our quarter of five already with the Kipper Feet Flounder and Miss Kate standing by a 106.3 Hump Day. Look out here. <laughs> Look out, it's only me. It's a. Uh, that's only the camera, isn't that? 449. This is uh, Chester Burnett, perhaps known to somebody as Howlin' Wolf. Blues artist Howlin' Wolf was on this day in 1976. Howlin' Wolf died of cancer. He was 66 years oh. old. Guitar player, singer, harmonica players, well-known songs, including in his honor. Killin' Floor. Did he do Killin' Floor? Uh, let's see. Uh, guitar, singer, harmonica players, well-known songs include Smokestack Lightning, Little Red Rooster, and Spoonful. Hmm. What were you, a killer four? Kill, killing floor. Killing floor. The killing floor, which the is killing a floor. great song. Really? Howlin' Wolf. Well, Flounder, I don't know if we have killing floor on uh, Howlin' Wolf. killing floor. The killing floor. Anyway, he died in 1976. And, oh, oh, I got a, I got a, a double book. I've got a double history thing here. Before what? you do your history yeah. thing. Yes. The uh, I was reading something uh, last night. Yeah. You know, about Fats Domino and Elvis Presley. Yeah. Well, that, that song, The Twist. Yeah. It was like R, this. Yeah. R&B song by a guy named Ballard. And they thought it was sounds a little dirty with an R&B thing. And uh, Dick Clark heard it in Philadelphia and said, I think we can upbeat this and make it a hit. So they found a local kid that was making fun of his people at work by doing Elvis and Fats Domino impressions. And the kid's name was Ernest Evans, which is a great name by itself. Yeah. Ernest Evans, you know, sounds like something out of the 1930s. But he wanted to change his name, and he recorded the twist and made it famous, and he changed his name to Chubby Checker. That can't be true. It is true. And he changed, and why did he call himself Chubby Checker? Because he was fat. Well, he was a little chubby, but it was Fats Domino, Chubby Checker. Chubby Checker. Oh, Dominoes and Checker. Oh, my yeah, God. That's, that's a true story? That's a true story. That's a great story. I've never heard that story. I, I got it. In fact, one of our listeners sent this. as a magazine about 1960s groups, and I'll bring it in for you. It's got a lot of great little tidbits about the Beatles and some of the old uh, the 60s groups that you would like, the so, Seekers and all that so stuff. So this was where now that Chubby Checker in became? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. It was Dick Clark was behind a lot of it. I'll yeah. be damned. I used to watch Dick Clark's American Bandstand every day it was on. I, I think it was on every day, like after school or something, as I remember correctly. Was it every day? I think he, I think it was on every day. I thought it was a Saturday thing. No. 
On ABC, it was a Saturday thing, I believe. I think it... Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Here, at least uh, here. You know, I, I, I'm having the strangest memory of, I think it was, a, it couldn't have been every day. No, it couldn't have couldn't been, have been every day. Well, he was a DJ at Philly, so maybe they did it up there every day, but not. I'll be, but I think we used to get the feed in New England. I, we used to, Probably. I, I swear I used to, I would just yeah. see him every, and he had the girl Carmen, they had the same kids all the time, and they were every day, and the slick back hoods with a DA haircut, you know, the slick, the Well, he was stripping Carmen. Yeah, anyway. Uh, all right, I, I saw 452 with a Kimber Feet and Flounder. On this day, uh, here's a, a strange thing. Uh, uh, here's the history thing that I, that I did myself last night. From one, one of my history lists, I'll read it to you, and I'll tell you uh, how I reacted. 1990, on this day, Time Incorporated and Warner Communications merged a $14 billion deal. Now, Time Warner became the world's largest entertainment company. That was 1990. Then in 2000, Time Warner, the new company, agreed to buy AOL America Online, the largest ever corporate merger, $162 billion dollars. And I read that and said, man, I remember that was un- that, what a big thing. And that's all I remembered. And then I have my book of weird things that happen in history. And I had forgotten that this was actually the true story. It was the largest corporate merger in history and the business press breathlessly dazzling royal wedding reporting kind of deal. The announcement AOL, a dominant Internet provider, was to reunite and reunite with the communications giant Time Warner. Now. Uh, quote, shortly after 9 last night, I had the honor and privilege of signing a piece of paper, irrevocably cast a vote taken, a vote of my 100 million shares for this merger, gushed Ted Turner, yeah, a Time Warner director. I'd totally forgotten that. He said it was the worst mistake he ever made. I, quote, I did it with as much or more excitement and enthusiasm as I did on that night when I first made love some 42 years ago, unquote. What followed, though, can only be likened, although Pete is going to spoil the ending for you, the regret of a hungover couple waking up to face one another in the harshest light of morning. Dumbest idea I ever had and heard in my life, Don Logan, then head of Times, said to the New York Times. Logan had not been told of the merger until the last minute. Neither had Timothy Boggs, the head of the government relations at Time Warner. He got the news with regret and dread. He says, I was leery about the whole thing. AOL wasn't half the Romeo it appeared to be. Certainly its stock price was soaring, but there were some real hidden warts, not the least of which was the Washington Post discovery that the company had been inflating its advertising revenue was all fake. Investigations by Security Exchange Commission and the Justice Department resulted in hefty fines. The merger came coincided with a, a bursting of the tech bubble and the increasing adoles- uh, obsolescence of AOL's dial-up internet service. Remember the ding, 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 ding. I liked it. <laughs> it was kind of mentioned you know what was there. As Times reporter Tim Rangel wrote, the companies had another problem. Both sides seemed to hate each other. Uh, the trail of despair in subsequent years, corporate values plummeted. Many employees lost their jobs and all their retirement money. Feuding executives shuffled in and out. Divorce was inevitable, and like most bad marriages, the end came amid bitterest recriminations. I'd like to forget it, Ted Turner said. As the company's largest stockholder, Turner lost most from the relationship he had once likened to his first time making love. 80% of his net worth, $8 billion gone. The Time Warner AOL merger, said Ted Turner, should pass into history like the Vietnam War and the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. It is one of the biggest disasters that have occurred to our country. And he's, he lost control of CNN. Yeah. 
that all started downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Biggest business merger. Oh, holy mackerel. What did I forget? Oh, flounder. Mackerel. All right. Got a Flounder's Funnies here. This is excellent. a gentleman by the name of Bobby Tessel talking about phones. Excellent, excellent. I think people who answer the phone for a living fall into a phone groove that they're not even truly aware of because I called my sister's office and I'm like, hi, can I speak with Karen? And the guy goes, and whom can I say is calling? And I said, tell her it's your brother, Bobby. And then he actually said, he goes, and what is the call regarding? <laughs> I said, uh, I'm her brother. <laughs> and the reason you'd like to speak with her. I was like, you know, uh, I'm her brother. <laughs> Is there a topic for the call? <laughs> uh, tell her. Tell her that I buried mom and dad like she told me. <laughs> but the dog keeps digging them back up. <laughs> <laughs> What's that name again there, Flower? Bobby Tessel. Bobby, Bobby Tessel. Very funny. Uh, and by the way, I have no problem, and I told Flounder, if we, we want to play that uh, Peter Zinkinen or whatever the guy, I can't remember the guy's name. but Dustin Nickerson. Nickerson, yeah. We'll play You're him a lot because he's missed just, it by that much. so close. <laughs> So far away. <laughs> Claude Justo. Tell us more about that movie with Audrey Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> All right, Catherine Hepburn. Catherine, Catherine Tracy. What the hell's the difference? Ugh. Oh, Lord. Uh, 450. You know the movie? It's Pat and Mike. And she played uh, Babe Zaharia's character. She golfed and she played tennis. And she was Kate Hepburn. She was a, a sportsman. No, I know and the name of the Pat and Pat, Mike. Pat and Mike and uh, Spencer Tracy was her like her agent oh, and trainer. And had the great line in that movie because they played at Riviera, which looks the same yeah. now as it did yes. back then. I love that shot. Still have the L.A. Open at the in the Riviera. background, yeah, you know, like that. He looks at it. He goes, "You know, no, there's not a lot of meat on her, but what's there is choice." Oh my. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. That's oh, really that's... In, uh, inappropriate. We had forgot we have a flounder, seventeen-year-old uh, girl in here now in the studio. So we're going to get past. The in fact, senses. I was saying, uh, coming up after five o'clock. I'm going to do one of my historical things concerning Lorena Bobbitt. No. So uh, we're going <laughs> to. Mm. She may leave the room. No, I've no. got a way to get around oh, it. I okay. think I've come up with a solution so we won't have to uh, have anybody's feelings uh, upset in any way. Uh, let's see. Four fifty-eight. Holy cow. Lauren Bolbert's ex-husband, Jason, is now charged with assault and aiming a gun at her. The other day at a Colorado restaurant, they had had a meeting, Lauren and Jason. Lauren Bolbert is that hot uh, congresswoman from Colorado, wears the glasses. She was involved in that business with the uh, show, uh, kicked out of the musical performance of Beetlejuice in Denver. when it was, They thought they were in the dark, and she and her, her date, who was a Democrat, were uh, making out and fondling each other and doing all kinds of stuff, vaping and doing all kinds of stuff, and she got in trouble for it because they were, they were trying to get her in trouble. It was dark, but they picked out her on a special mm -hmm. camera. Anyway, uh, so uh, they, had, uh, they met at this restaurant, and then there was a discussion and a, a problem. She went to pick up kids, and they had a fight about it, so they decided to meet and talk about the fight. And then all of a sudden, they had another fight at the restaurant, and uh, her representative says that uh, he claims that she punched him in the nose, and she said, no, no, I put her hands on him to keep him back because he started rushing her, charging at her, and uh, she says, I'm calling my lawyer about all the false claims he made against me and evaluate all my legal options. Uh, and then uh, her husband told the Denver Post, he said uh, he didn't want to press charges, and here's the quote. 
I don't want nothing to happen. Her and I were working through a difficult conversation. Did this guy ever go to school? Uh, we got Her break. and I? We got breaking news. Breaking news. House Judiciary has passed the resolution to hold Hunter in contempt of Congress, setting up a full-floor vote. Well, it should pass because we have it one or two or three uh, more members than they do on the Republican side, so we'll see. Five o'clock coming up here with a Kim Repeat, Flounder, and Miss Kate, too. Look out. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Ballou here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Let's get it together, ladies. Left shoulder, right a blank. Ready on your dog, target. Road guards out. Look out. It's only me. It's only the kiffer. Nothing to be afraid of. With Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler flounder at the controls, and our new addition to the team. Her name is Kate, and she's a teenage Gen Zer high school girl, and she's here to help out with the program, and uh, it's a pleasure to have her because we're going to be, well, we'll, uh, we'll abuse the hell out of her, asking her questions that she probably doesn't want to answer as we turn on with issues that affect the Gen Zer. So anyway, nice to have you aboard, Kate. Welcome to the little program here. Uh, let's see, a whole bunch of things in the news. 504, here's an number 404-741-1230-741-1230. A couple of quick breaking things, as uh, we mentioned before and just on the news, that Chris Christie looks like he's probably going to be dropping out of the race. Also, the House Committee, Judiciary Committee today in the Hunter Biden hearing did vote to hold him in contempt, and now it goes to the full Congress, which will probably be in a few days, could be early, could be next week, uh, probably next week. 
And and the vote today, by the way, in the committee was 23 to 14. If, and now it's going to go to the full Congress. If the full Congress doesn't vote to hold him in contempt after he was held in contempt and charged uh, after Steve Bannon, uh, Trump's uh, advisor, was held in contempt and convicted of contempt of Congress. He's being uh, still being uh, waiting to be sentenced, but he was convicted of the exact same thing. If Hunter Biden is not convicted when they vote on this in Congress next week, <laughs> it's a, the justice system is is officially a joke. I mean, and, and by the way, today it was all a stunt. I I, I got a chance. I, I come into work around eleven thirty or so, and I do all my work from early in the morning at, at home until I come in here. And so I was I had a chance to actually watch hearing as Hunter Biden pulled a stunt when he showed up at the hearing to sit there in the front row with his lawyers. And, and, and his, the Democrats were all saying, by the way, I hate these people. They were they're just they're just a bunch of smarmy liars. And all the Democrats are saying, well, Hunter Biden's right here. Let's have him talk right now. Uh, he wanted to talk and you wouldn't let him talk. You Republicans refused to let him talk. And of course, which is all nonsense. They're doing everything just to get it all backwards. Well, anyway, so what happened was at the beginning, Hunter Biden. Biden's kind of listening to stuff. And then as soon as they call, as soon as it was her turn, the uh, Comer, the committee chairman, uh, they go back and forth, Republican, Democrat. When it was turn, her turn to co- talk, Marjorie Taylor Greene, a uh, flounder, this is what happened when Marjorie Taylor Greene's name was called at the hearing this morning. It was an incredible event. It was there was silence Five, for a very four, long time. There was three. silence and nothing happened at all. It was a tremendous <laughs> disappointment that nothing went on. And then, <laughs> and then eventually <laughs> it went and on then, here. Uh, the Marjorie Taylor Green went there. Thank you, on. Mr. Chairman. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, Hunter. Apparently you're afraid of my word. He walked out. Whoa. Uh, here goes. <laughs> oh. I'd like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Burst their bubble. <laughs> Wow, that's too bad. I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward. Marjorie Taylor Greene. And as soon as she got done... Uh, and by the way, Fox News did not show that part of her making a comment on television this morning. They cut away and showed Hunter Biden walking around. And then they and then came back to show the Democrats attacking Marjorie Taylor Greene, calling her all kinds of names. You're the one who showed those dirty pictures. I mean, it's just horrible, these vicious, lousy snakes of, of, of for people. Uh, but the fun part for me was when Nancy Mace, this little hottie from South Carolina, Republican congresswoman from South Carolina, uh, got up to talk and flounder, if you will. Here's Nancy Mace, one of the great sound bites of all time. Um, first of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and. M- Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. <laughs> What is a ball? (laughs) (laughs) Whose balls are we talking about here, mister? She said, uh, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, who your father is, what your last name is. I'm looking at you, Hunter Biden, as I'm speaking to you. You're not above the law at all. Why can't you show up for a congressional deposition? You're here for a political stunt. It's a PR stunt to you. It's a game you're playing with the American people. You're playing with the truth. That's exactly 
exactly what it was. That's There's no other way to look at this. It was uh, a, a part of their strategy. And Pete mentioned that apparently Hunter's coming out with a bi- with a uh, documentary yeah, or a biography. Yeah. yeah. And this is part of the... But again, I can't believe that the White Houses can't be happy with this. You would think that they would say, just <laughs> shut up and go away. Kimmer, the White House doesn't even know where their defense secretary well, is. He should have been fired. He should have resigned. He should have fired. He, he should have been fired. He should have been canned right there. I mean, in fact, from the top down, if there had been an issue, if we had had to go to war or send the Navy in to start torpedoing ships or something, I mean, my God. Uh, we, we, nobody was in charge. And his number two guy was on vacation, right. wasn't he? We, we did not have a defense secretary. The United States of America had no clue who was defense secretary for four days. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, this is how the administration's run. And so maybe the White House doesn't know anything about it. We have a, a phone call. We got a phone call from, oh, I forget who uh, it was. Richard. Uh, Richard. Has Richard, a... you're on the radio, man. Thanks for calling. What's up? Hey. Um, yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, 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 I wanted to ask Kim, I'm sorry. I missed why you brought up the AOL thing with CNN and Turner, but I just wanted to tell you um, in advance, yeah. I work for CNN. Uh-huh. I have worked for CNN for 35 years. Wow, good for you. I, yeah, I don't want anybody that's at CNN to hear me. Okay. <laughs> well, we, won't, we won't tell them. They don't, about they don't listen to us, I promise you, Richard. <laughs> don't, don't worry. <laughs> you do not don't have worry. a problem there, my friend. <laughs> There's no possible that's way. What that's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I, I just cannot believe um, what CNN does on air. They put up these ridiculous things that, are misleading, and then if, just like you said, if you read into the story, their little Chiron thing that they put yeah. the text up on the screen yeah. doesn't have a damn thing to do with what the actual story is. Yeah, it's almost um, it's so all slander anyway, or know, yeah political expediency. Yes, sir. I, I'm sorry. I just want to say this: Chad Turner, he was the greatest boss. Ever. And he essentially got run out of town from CNN after that AOL debacle because Time Warner bought AOL. AOL got bigger than them, and AOL bought Time Warner. And then Trump, uh, excuse me, Trump, <laughs> Turner yeah. got run out. And we have been changed uh, uh, hands ever since. Like, we went to AT&T, and now yeah. we're under Discover. Yeah. And it's not a great thing, yeah. okay? I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to go off on a rant, but... I just wanted to say. Well, um, listen, you're no. absolutely well. Listen, when I came here in 1972, and I remember in, into the going into the 80s, uh, working in the news department, we all appreciated CNN. Hell, remember Gulf War One? We all every, CNN was the source. Yeah. It was the only source. Yeah. It was legitimate. It was reliable. We all we all watch it, knowing, oh my God, the live news is going on. But that was back when they were the first ones, by pretty much by themselves, didn't have to worry about trying to compete with anybody else for the 24-hour news cycle, and it was only after all of a sudden they started getting competition that they started taking a political stand, and everything started changing. Well, it's a shame, because they were the source for news for a very long time until they went political and woke, and then and that, and that was a ball game. It's really a shame for what they... Hell, Gulf War Gulf War won, man. We we watched every minute of that stuff. Yep. Really a shame. Uh, and I was at work while that was all going on. Yeah. I mean, we all worked uh, essentially, you know, 12... 15, 20 hour day. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Because of that, to give that news to everybody. Yeah. And now 
It's a shame. The I miss a shame. The CNN puts on the air is just de- it's yeah. appalling to I me. Know. I know that uh, uh, Hillary says that uh, Trump supporters are the basket of deplorables. God. <laughs> I want to say that the Democrats are the toilet bowl <laughs> full of despicable. I know. I they know. are the despicable. Yeah. Richard, okay, listen. So one, one last thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kimber. I That's just want right. to say one last thing. The reason sure. I really called yeah. was because I want Pete's opinion about who the next Atlanta Falcons coach is going to be. All right, well, I think, stay tuned because it's coming up in about three minutes. He's going to tell you everything okay, he's got on I this in about Kellen three Moore. minutes. <laughs> I want Kellen Moore, and I want to know what Pete thinks about that. Kellen thank Moore. Thank you for letting me go off on my rant. Uh, I really thank you, Rick. Our pleasure. Thank you so much, Richard. We appreciate it. Uh, 513 with the Kimber Pete and Flounder and Miss Kate, and we're uh, Holy Crap at Sports is next, ironically, uh, leading right into it. Here we go. Something's breaking here. They won't even tell me what it is. <laughs> Everybody's got secrets from the Kimmer right now. I, I don't get it. Five, uh, six. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, got a seventeen-year-old in the room with you. For <laughs> God's sake, man! But first, holy crap! It's sports with Pete Davis. A little decorum, please. Yeah, please, mercy. Okay, this is coming from Adam Schefter. All right. ESPN. Chris Lowe. Brett McMurphy. Oh. Nick Saban is retiring. Wow. He has told his team he is leaving. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No one's expecting Who'd this. Have, wouldn't have thought he'd go but one more year to be, go out I, as a winner. And I then, thought if he won this wow. year, he was going to leave. Yeah. And he didn't. So I figured, well, he's going to get, he's got his quarterback coming out. His team will be better next year. And I think he's just had enough of what's going on yeah, with I transfer portals and all this other crazy. All of a sudden, 12 teams next year and all that stuff, playoffs. And now, all the this. sad news is uh, they're probably going to try, some of them will go for my oh, coach. Yeah. Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Because I always said the two things he would leave Ole Miss for is Alabama or the NFL for yeah. a second shot at the NFL. Wow. But well, there's a lot can, of people that want Dan Lanning. They would like Dan Lanning. There's some other people out there. Names have been banned. He's, he's an up-and-coming coach. I think he's at Oregon right now. He's, uh, he's up-and-comer. Got SEC ties and everything. There's a lot of people with SEC ties. So wow, but uh, Kiffin will be on top of the list. There'll be landing will be at the top of the list. There'll be a few others that they'll throw up there as well. Maybe hmm. you know, maybe go get a Mike Vrabel. Go, you know, he's available right now. Well, so Nick Saban retiring at Alabama. I know that's wow, that's a shock because yeah, he was saying the a... last few days that you know everything was fine. He's you know he's re- ready to come back. Especially after, you know, the new playoff system. And, and, uh, and well, this is pretty good. This is why we over in Oxford can't have nice things. You know, <laughs> you gotta right it. on the verge of having the, maybe the best team we ever have. And this wow. happens. Well. All right. All right. Okay. And now there are seven NFL teams looking for a new head coach. Pete Carroll leaving the Seahawks after 14 seasons. And guess who they think might replace him up there in Seattle? Well, let's see. Uh, Belichick? Former Falcons coach. Dan Reeves? Oh, he's uh, passed. Uh, yes, he's uh, passed. Mike Smith? 
<laughs> no, Mike's retired. He's retired. Well, I can't think of the other. Dan uh, Quinn. Uh, Dan Quinn. Who came from Seattle. Oh, that's right, too. To Atlanta. He was, was in your defensive coordinator. Yeah, or and something? he's uh, yeah. the Cowboys now, and he's earned a second chance. Well, I'll be damned. Well, so, good for him. I can see him, uh, him going up there and doing that. As for the Falcons, who they will get, I think they're going after Belichick and maybe try Harbaugh, but I don't think he's coming here. Boy, I would be very happy. I will take back everything I've ever said about Rich McKay and Arthur Blank being imbeciles when it comes to picking coaches and running an organization if they get Jim Harbaugh to come here. Yeah. I well, would be wrong. Dead wrong. Yeah. Is what I will say. Well, then they obviously are not going to do it. That's right. <laughs> the end of, if there's one constant well, I Hurley. have in my life, well, there you are. is that the Falcons will screw this well, up. That's over. Don't have to worry about that happening. Since eight years old, I've well, counted on them. I know, I know. Well, they'd never fail. The NFL Players Association has announced their all-pro team. One Falcon was named to the all-pro team, and that is uh, Jesse Bates III. So free safety. Excellent, oh. excellent uh, year he had this year. Excellent year. The Bears will keep head coach Matt Eberflus for at least one more season, but they have jettisoned OC Luke Getze. The big question is what will Chicago do with the number one pick in the draft? Will they mm. keep Justin Fields or trade him, maybe to the Falcons, and go for Trojans quarterback Caleb Williams, who frankly probably does not want to play in. That's where Chicago. Chicago's where quarterbacks yeah. go to die. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, usually when a coach is fired in the NFL, and by the way, uh, Flounder, this is where I'll need that sound at some point. I'll point at you. Uh, a coach is fired in the NFL. There's talk. What a wonderful person he is. Like Arthur Smith, what a wonderful guy Terrific he was and all that. Just nothing way. but good stuff as oh, he's walking out the door. It's all good. Good stuff. luck wherever you end yeah, up. Yeah, happy for you. Not with the New York Giants. Oh, Angered that the team fired two of his closest oh, yeah. lieutenants, <laughs> Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale. Wink, not the uh, t- not the uh, game show. Fresh host, off right? the set of Tic Tac Doe, cursed out coach Brian Dayball during a meeting on Monday. New York Post reporting that Martindale set his piece, got up, slammed the door, and walked out of the building. Yeah, <laughs> I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. <laughs> well, he canned his two top guys yeah. who he brought from Baltimore. Oh. Man. Uh, the Giants could prevent Martindale from joining another team. It looks like they're going to let him go. So we'll see what wow. happens there. Uh, they expect offensive coordinator Mike Kafka to return. If not, the situation could become Kafka. Kafka-esque. Kafka-esque. Oh, my God. I don't even know what that I- means. I'm glad that you knew that. I though. know Kafka-esque from the Woody Allen movie. was kind of Kafka-esque. What Do you know what it means? He was, I have no idea. Kafka was kind of a, a, a cerebral, sort of a uh, philosophical. He wrote *Metamorphosis*, which was about yeah. a man who went to bed and woke up a giant cockroach. Yeah. Well, let's see. There you are. Okay. I have no idea. I did not read it. Though. No, I wouldn't have. Thought it. I, I saw the movie. Rather read *Moby Dick*. I do. I love Moby Dick's my favorite book of all time. Well, there you Don't are. be trashing Moby Dick over well, here. Well, if you had only read uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, you'd be a what? more well-rounded oh, individual. As it was pointed out by one of her listeners, boy, yeah. did you blow it the other well, day. Oh, no, I did not. I mentioned To Kill no. a Mockingbird. I did, too. I don't hey, think Because you didn't make fun of me, and you always do. I know. I, I, no, I mentioned, I mentioned the movies of Robert Duvall. Yes. And I mentioned To Kill a Mockingbird. Where I, I think that was his first movie where he played like the dumb guy who I couldn't talk. Never yeah, he, he, never, he was a non-talking, sort of a ghosty guy. Uh, a freaky-looking guy, and I did mention that he was in a movie, but I did not make fun of you that time when I mentioned To Kill a Mockingbird like I always do. So I know somebody called me out for it, but they That's were wrong because I didn't mention wrong. the movie. 
Yes. Uh, Jane Maleva, we hardly knew ye. No. I... The UNLV transfer quarterback who committed to Georgia on Monday mm. changed his mind on Tuesday. Oh, no. And is going to Southern Cal. Oh, He's boy. from Hawaii, has three years of eligibility left, which at this rate means he can commit and decommit to at least six more teams. Well, that's the way they do it now. <laughs> How the much money is in form, you know? That's right. NIL. That's money. right. Money. It's money. Yeah. That's why the, the Ole Miss running back went to Ohio State. That's right. More money. Money. Uh, the 76ers are in town to face the Hawks. The state of California is threatening to ban any children under the age of 12 from doing what? Uh, going to uh, to uh, uh, restaurants? No, it's a, it's got to be sports. Oh, uh, from uh, okay, where is this now? We're talking California. All uh, right, and uh, and what what was the first line again? Banning children under the age of 12 from Cali- doing this. From uh, wow, I don't have it. I can't imagine tackle football. You talk about a pansy state. Wow. I mean, yeah. So the Golden State. Pop Warner was is the yeah. way kids got started. Eight-year-olds can now agree to have their winkies cut off, but they cannot play Pop Warner football. Wow. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. They are a bunch of pussies. I'm well, sorry. are they worried about a concussion-type stuff? I mean, is it all helmet How long has thing? football been around? I know. They have helmets and Bel- stuff I know. That? Believe me. I, I, I was there. Okay. You were there in California? I was uh, No, I was in uh, all that football stuff. I was a uh, captain of my team, you know. Uh, the opponents say it keeps the kids off the street. Hey, look, Snoop Dogg is a big coach of yeah. youth football and everything. So, yeah. I don't know. One Chiefs player is also upset, like you, that mm-hmm. some fans will not be able to watch their playoff game Saturday night. Well, we don't deserve If you're over 40 years old and you don't have the special apps on your phone to get special more phone apps to get more TV screen on your phone apps, you really don't deserve to watch a playoff game. It's only a playoff game. And why should people care about people like, you know, like over 40 who don't know I have all the stuff they need now? So you're saying people yeah. over 40 are yeah. too stupid no, I'm to saying get the they, peacock No, they don't care about us. We, we are. No. They we, are we are insignificant. We are insignificant. People my age, they, they just wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> frankly, so do I half the time. Laughing <laughs> right. with you, not at Every you. night well, about 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> one screaming. Of the, one of the KC players <laughs> is handing out 90 three-month subscriptions to Peacock TV. Wow. That's right. I'm one of the few people who have Peacock TV. So. Well, I don't have it. <clears throat> I you should get, get it just to watch The phone. Chosen. That is such a great show. The you Chosen's would... on Comcast. Well, real quick, you you have an account, right? We can download Peacock onto his iPad. Well, we got to get his Netflix yeah. on here yeah, first. We'll get, we'll get that set up tomorrow. Right. Oh, yeah, cool. sure we will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, first thing. On this date, we got top men on that. Top Staff. men. Staff. Damn it. 1928, the Boston Braves get future Hall of Famer second baseman Rogers Hornsby, the Raja, uh-huh. from the New York Giants for outfitter Jimmy Welsh. Hornsby will lead the National League with a 387 batting yeah. average the next season. Wow. Uh, 1950, Cleveland dismisses coach George Susk, S-U-S-C-E, when his son, George Seuss Jr., signs with the Red Sox. <laughs> so you're fired, and you're fired. Oh anyway, my. Uh, 1984, Luis Aparicio, Don Drysdale, and Harmon Killebrew elected to the Hall of Fame. And in 2006, Bruce Souter elected to the Hall of Fame. And uh, once again, the top story, Nick Saban retiring. Wow. Nick Saban retiring. That's... If they steal my coach, I will be very upset. Your coach being the old Miss coach, Lane Kiffin, who you uh, yeah. think highly of. Now, what about him coming to the Falcons, for that matter? Lane Kiffin? Yeah. You know, I've already he said pro the stuff. NFL. He, he was a pro coach for a while, wasn't he? Uh, he was with Oakland. Uh, yeah. Al Davis hired him and fired him within one year because he was very immature at the time. Yeah. He's a different man now. Yeah, I think he was. Wasn't he the youngest coach at that oh, time? Oh, yeah. He was yeah. extremely, way too, yeah. way too much. Yeah. Way, and he kept failing up. 
until the point yeah. where he basically turned his life around. Peter Principle. In the, in but, the you know, maybe Saban's going to be the Atlanta Falcons head coach. Dun, 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 dun. Let's start that rumor right now. He is retiring <laughs> in Tuscaloosa and, to take the job because the one thing yeah. he doesn't have on the resume, yeah. Super, a Bowl. Super Bowl. That's right. Well, if we get him and then get a top quarterback, trade up to well, get a, a top quarterback. That so was his legacy. The reason he left Miami is they decided to pass on Drew Brees. Remember, because they thought oh, his right. shoulder at yeah. uh, San Diego was yeah. too bad. He went and signed with the Saints, with the Saints, and it was history. If Nick Saban and the Dolphins had kept Drew Brees, history would have changed in the NFL. Well, Saban may never have gone to Alabama hmm. if he had had Drew Brees as his quarterback. I hadn't thought about that. Good point. Yeah. By the way, a couple of sports birthdays. Oh, by the way, what'd you, yes. uh, were you going to say well, something? Well, no, I was going to say, who who's going to take over coaching duties for Alabama, you think? Hopefully not my coach. <laughs> Is that who you think they're going to go after? Well, they'll, they'll well, half the well half the fan base wants him. Oh yeah, they've been saying for a long time they love Kiffin. But so, you would also have to think that Alabama's got to be the premier job opening. Oh hell yeah! So I'll, I mean, I'll, well, even those if pro if, coaches, I, I'll bet you some of them leaves Michigan as well. Well, yeah, yeah, those would be well, the two top. Uh, Michigan's they already got the guys, Sharon, whatever his offensive coordinator had filled in for him. That guy's got to step yeah. right in. They got a great situation there. Yeah, so. yeah. But I wonder whether some of those pro coaches, uh, like Vrabel or somebody, would be uh, Vrabel. I don't know if that'd be a good fit. It'd be kind of like bringing Ray Perkins in, which I don't, yeah, you know knows? he had. Southern but, ties. But Alabama's, I mean, that's almost a pro franchise for crying out loud. I mean, yeah. the way they run these programs, Georgia and Alabama, all these programs, wow. I mean, it's big time Charlie. Let's start the rumors. Kirby Smart like is going to Tuscaloosa <laughs> yeah. so Nick Saban can go to the Falcons. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our birthday list includes George Foreman. George Foreman won, and all of his kids are named George Foreman. Uh, George Foreman is 75. Years old today, former heavyweight champ. He's the one who's scared. When I remember him, the way he looked coming into a ring, man, he and Sonny Liston looked like murderers. Mike Tyson, too. Yeah. Uh, and George Foreman just looked like a killer when he was... Uh, I can never forgave him for losing to Ali. Mm. Well... I wanted him to pummel him so bad. Oh, that was uh, Frazier, I think. Yeah, the rope-a-dope thing. Yeah, rope-a-dope. It's tired yeah. him out. Yeah. And uh, another sports birthday. Remember working with a girl named Pam Rahal? Yes, yes, and she's right into the Indy 500. Yep. Uh, Bobby Rahal is her uncle. Yes. And Bobby Rahal, Hall of Fame racer, is 71 years old today. And I remember Pam Rahal. Uh, she was my sweet lady. culprit in crime at the Smash Mouth concert. Oh, is that right? You're telling she's Smash the one Mouth that, sucks? She's the one that was... That was <laughs> I got run, you to say that. I was on the air, and Pete was where the concert was. It was at Georgia Tech. Centennial Park. Centennial Park, that's right. And and got up on the stage, and and, uh, and they gave him a bunch of crap. We weren't supposed to mention their name. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't mention the name on the radio because of some copyright thing or some record label bull crap or something. So so instead, <laughs> Pete gets up on the loudspeaker at the microphone. To introduce them. And says... Ladies and gentlemen, Smash Mouth sucks. <laughs> and and I dropped the mic and, and Pam yelled, run! <laughs> <laughs> you got to love it. Pam Rahal, what a sweet chick. I hope she's doing all right. I haven't seen her in 20 years. That's right. She, left she was fun to work with. Yep. And Bobby Rahal, her uncle's uh, 71 years old, Hall of Famer. Anyway, I like, oh my gosh, it's coming up on 530 with a camera, Pete and Flounder. More newsy stuff, including a flip-flop on Fauci. And, oh, I do want to play the uh, Nancy Mace soundbite again that gives me a little tingle from a uh, 
couple of months ago just for the fun of it. Uh, and uh, women uh, complaining about Sephora kids on social media. We got it all coming up with a Caribbean flounder, 5.30, right here. Legend Neil Bortz is only on Extra 1063, Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station. All these narratives about racism in our criminal. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. <laughs> Too much of love drives a man insane. <laughs> you broke my will, but pulled a free. Goodness grace is great balls of fire. Yeah, boy. 1958, Jerry Lee Lewis, number one on the British singles chart with Great Balls of Fire. Jerry Lee Lewis was the only major white rock and roll star to play piano rather than the guitar. And thought about that. That's uh, Think about it. That's uh, Elton John. Of course, he wasn't, you know. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. There's no, yeah. Well, then why did they say that? That's uh, the man lied in that uh, comment. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to have to change a word here so be, uh, to, uh, to uh, make sure that we have a new intern now, a, a young girl named Kate, who's a teenager, a high school girl, uh, junior in high school. And so I'm going to change a word here to talk about a story which is a little bit of an adult nature, just uh, to make sure that we're being gentlemanly in every way. It was 30 years ago on this very day, 1994, Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> Went on trial in Manassas, Virginia. She had uh, lopped off her husband's Schnorkeluka uh, Flocka with a kitchen knife while he what was, was that? sleeping. Schnorkeluka Flocka. And then, and then uh, took off with it in her hand and uh, drove away and tossed it out of her speeding car. You know what she said to him as he did that? What did she say? Do you know the penal code in this state? Thank you so much. Can you imagine the guy behind her driving, and all of a sudden this thing comes flying out of the windshield? Do you see the size of the wang on that mosquito? Oh, my God. Anyway, the police tracked it down and found it and put it back on, and then John Wayne Bobbitt eventually got the extension to become Frankenpenis and did the movie of his extension on the thing. Well, uh, this was the day that Lorena Bobbitt went on trial. She had claimed that John Wayne, her husband, raped her. Yeah. She also claimed that John, and I'm going to change the wording here, uh, she claimed John Wayne Bobbitt is a selfish lover, telling the police, quote, again, uh, Lorena Bobbitt was of, uh, what she like, from Sal- El Salvador or Somewhere. Guatemala or someplace down there. Uh, she told police, quote, he always have origami, and he doesn't wait for me ever to have origami. <laughs> so, Kate, put your hands over your ears. You know what I just... What, That's nothing, baby. The middle image that came into my mind when you said the police had to go out and find it yeah. is the scene from Caddyshack where Bill Murray's in the swimming pool, oh, yeah. and he finds the baby hey, roof. I found it! <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Ella Hugh, would you swaffle my stretch marks loofah loofah my stretch marks oh god you will not believe what Dan Sanders has just said about Saban oh Nick Saban again if you just joined us Nick Saban apparently is retiring at the University of Alabama and giving it up and uh, no more coaching Coach Prime tweeted, wow, college football just lost the GOAT to retirement. Wow. I knew it would happen one day soon, but not this soon. The game has changed so much that it chased the GOAT away. College football, let's hold up our mirrors and say, honestly, what you see. 
You nailed it when you. I mean, the reason he's out is probably because all of a sudden we got twelve new things. We got the national with the NIL uh, making money from transfer portal and NIL. Next. I mean, and it's happening. They're all doing it. The players show up with their 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 hands out, waiting yeah. for you to pay them. I mean, yeah. you got players now when their last year of eligibility, they're just going to throw themselves out there. The open market, yeah. so you can't make any plans for even a year ahead. Yeah, that's for right. what's going on here and college football. It's the you know, they're killing the goose that laid yeah. the golden egg. They're yeah. destroying it in front of our eyes because of greed. And again, and incompetence. Think, now, do you, do you have any confidence that this new 12-team playoff system is going to make things better? Yeah, I think it will make things better. They're still, number 13, still going to complain, well, I should have been in there. But how many 12s are going to beat the one? That's, yeah. I now, mean. But again, how, I mean, how are they going to start it earlier in the. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like, because this year it's 15 games. Remember when they told us they could be more than 11? Yeah. yeah. They had to study. Yeah. Well, they did 15 this year. First time ever, 15 and, 15 and so 0. What are they, how are they going to pull this off with 12 teams in the playoff season? They're going to they're gonna start it a little sooner, I guess. But or, you're going to have to have like four games a day, or I mean, how how they I don't know how they're going to work it out. I guess I'm trying to figure out, and how, will it really prove that one of those twelve teams really is the best? I think so because because look, Georgia got screwed this year. Yeah. I'm so tired of hearing people say Michigan beat all the best teams. They did not yeah. beat all the best teams. Right. Georgia deserved to be in that playoff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I agree totally. 700-something days, they were the defending champion. Yeah. They lose one game by three points to Alabama yeah. in a championship game. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're not good enough to come. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, you know, look at Florida State. Of course, they had an excuse with a quarterback problem. Yeah, well, you know. That was a whole different thing. Anyway, well, 539 with a camera feet in front Oh, and by the way, everybody's saying that uh, Dan Lanning Twitter, Twitter is here? the number one target, the Oregon coach. Really? That Dan Lanning. But here's some of the other guys they're throwing out names. They're throwing all kinds of names out here on this. Uh, uh, Kalen DeBoer from Washington. Don't know. He's a little is. old for that. He's Washington coach. I just told Oh, me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Dabo Sweeney. I tell you, if this had happened five years ago, Dabo would be, it would be a no-brainer. Yeah. But he always said he didn't really wasn't going to replace him. James Franklin of Penn State is no way in hell yeah. that happens. No, 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 no. Uh, Mike Norvell of Florida State. That's a possibility. And Marcus Freeman. I'm trying to remember who the hell Marcus Freeman is. And I feel bad because I've forgotten who Marcus Freeman coaches for. Oh, well. <laughs> By the way, Twitter uh, X is exploding with funny memes of, of videos of, uh, of the guy, of, uh, of, of, of what's his name from the office, Michael Scott. Yeah. Uh, reacting. Why don't you ever explain things like this? Oh. You know, <laughs> and all, there's a million different reactions on Twitter. <laughs> this is how bad Notre Dame's fallen. Marcus Freeman is the head coach of Notre Dame. I completely forgot that. There, oh, and let God. me just say this. Yeah, Notre Dame is... That yeah. will never... Marcus Freeman at Alabama is not going to happen. Yeah. Isn't it funny? I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Notre Dame, but era Parsegian and all those guys back in those... I mean, that was the <laughs> yeah, program. This is this idiot Pete Tamil, who every once in a while does a good job, but sometimes this guy's supposed to be a college football expert. This moron <laughs> thinks that, that the Alabama Crimson Tide is going to hire James Franklin... Or Marcus Freeman. And by the way, it's got nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with the fact that James Franklin can't beat Ohio State and Michigan, yeah. much less LSU. And yeah. he coached at Vanderbilt. And Marcus Freeman, after one year at Notre Dame, is going to take the job. But please. No, I don't. Well, why do they explode? With, I, I, they have to write something, yeah, I guess. But, you know, there's plenty of names to put out there without stupid yeah. names. And yeah. Pete Tamil does some stupid stuff every now and then. Yeah. 
Well, Lordy. I wonder what this means. I wonder what this is going to do. I mean, this really changes a lot. It means Georgia is now not – I mean, Georgia – well, Brian Kelly's trying to make LSU something, and he, he keeps stealing coaches from Missouri. He's after another one there. He's trying to bulk up his staff. He just got Bo Davis back. LSU is going to be a power. Ole Miss is going to be tough next year if we keep our coach. Um, Texas is joining, and Texas is going to be good. Remember, Texas yeah, and Oklahoma are coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. And no more divisions. It's going to be the top two teams. Oh, man. So everybody's going to be I, fighting like dogs to get those top two spots. Oh, man, there's no way I can keep track of all this stuff. I just uh, Well, it's a good thing for uh, Georgia fans. You've got to be happy because you're, you're way big it's now. It's got to be an upheaval. It's gotta, it'd be hard to have a momentum continue from this past season, I would think. I think. So does that make Georgia the number one school for recruiting? Oh hell! You would think. I think in the SEC, yeah, yeah. by yeah. far. I, th- I think they're. I just mean in football overall. They got the, the they got a great situation. And no more Saban, who is their their yeah. kryptonite. Right, but he beat he only tempted, he only got to beat him in two years. <laughs> Can't beat him. Don't play him in the bins. Yeah. or the dome. Yeah, <laughs> before that, <laughs> or every anywhere. Oh mercy. Uh, anyway, uh, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder, and Miss Kate joining us here today to our new intern, 404-741-1230, Do we have a, a Pete's quiz? Do we have another quiz to do? Yeah, we can do that if you'd like let's to do, do that. Let's do a quiz here. And then, um, I, by, oh, by the way, you're looking it up. I know I did uh, the morning crew. Man, you got to love the, uh, the Americans, all-American anal morning crew. These guys are wonderful. Uh, and uh, this morning, they're, apparently they're still trying to fix me up on a date. Oh. And this morning, they were taking great pleasure in looking up some websites where they were trying to fix me up with a woman who, at the moment, is in prison for manslaughter. <laughs> she, she, she seems she, nice. She put a... She put a bullet behind her husband's ear. And so, you know, this, when he was this, sleeping, this sounds like the mob hit to me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she's not into long-term relationships. I want to hook me up for the murderer. Did she place it on his pillow gingerly? <laughs> I don't the know. Out here, honey. <laughs> oh mercy! Anyway, uh, all right, I got to give it a choice. We can okay. play a word game, or all we right. can play a game about state flags. Oh, I don't care about stats. Let's do the let's have Kate be part of this in a word game. You want to do that? Can we do Kate be part of the word so, game? So, okay, Kate, you want to do a word game or do you want to do state flags? And by the way, state flags involve toes. Probably word game. Uh, well, you both you blew it because the funnier one. Well, is then the, let's do no, the, no, no. Let's do the word right. game. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you the British word. All right. And you tell me what it means All in right. America. Okay. All right. Trolley. Kate, you go like first. Like a bus or a. Yeah, a bus. Nope, not a bus. I, was, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's a, a train. It is a cart. A cart. A cart. I love that music. By the way, you were playing there. That's Trolley good stuff. Is a cart. All right. When a British person says rubbish, what are they talking about? Nonsense. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, a ridiculous something stupid. No, rubbish is trash. Rubbish is trash. They it's that's trash. rubbish. It's oh, rubbish. Rubbish. It's rubbish. I don't believe you. That's rubbish. Uh, when they say mobile, what are they talking about? You can move around. A vehicle? Uh, I was going to say an automobile. Cell phone. They call a cell a phone mobile, a mobile. A mobile? Mobile phone. Oh, a mobile oh, mobile phone. Mobile uh, all right. What's a dummy? In Britain, it's a dummy. What is it here? Well, I'm almost afraid to say. A stupid person? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's a pacifier. Oh, do you stick it in your kid's yeah. pants? Oh, my yeah. God. A Pacify. dummy? All right. In Britain, it's a Hoover. What is it here? Vacuum cleaner. Vacuum cleaner. <laughs> uh, what's a nappy? 
Oh, that's a, uh, uh, I think that's a, oh, I know, I know, I should know this. A blanket? Close? No, I think it's a, I, I think it's a, uh, sleeping bag? No. No, isn't it a, like a pillow or a. No, you're wrong. It's a diaper. Oh. A nappy's okay. a diaper. Right, that's, I should have known that. Uh, trainers. What are trainers? Uh, Pants? wheels on a bicycle? Pants. Pants? No. Wheels on a bike? No, yeah. no, no. Well, a trainer is someone who helps you get better at something. What do you do in trainers? You sneakers. Trainers are sneakers. Trainers are sneakers. All, sneakers. All right. Okay, this can be dirty here. We'll All let right. uh, Kate answer this one. All right. Uh, when the British say they have a rubber, what do they mean? Y'all got that one. <laughs> <laughs> smart. She's smart. Uh, well, we used to call galoshes are uh, shoe coverings are rubbers. But, no, a rubber is an eraser. Ah, of course. Ah, a jumper. What is a jumper? Uh, a sweater? Absolutely. No sweat. How did you know that? I don't know. I've seen it on TikTok from Australian people. Oh, okay. I'll be there. Uh, what's a torch? Cigarette lighter? Nope. Flashlight? Flashlight. I'll be there. Flashlight. Uh, a bin. What's a bin? B-I-N. A bin? A bin. A uh, cupboard? Nope. Cigarette? Nope. Cupboard? Uh, closet? No idea. Trash can? Put it, put it in the bin. In the bin. Drawing pen. Drawing pin. A drawing pin. Well, I need these in a sentence. <laughs> drawing. Okay. Uh, use that to put that up with a drawing pin. Put that paper up with a like drawing pin. Atta- attack? Thumbtack. I'll be darned. All right. Uh, a push chair. Take the kid out in the push chair. Stroller? Wheelchair? Stroller. 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 Uh, okay. Uh, go wash your hands in the tap. The sink? <laughs> Faucet. Uh, it's a faucet. Okay. A uh, wipe your hands with a tea towel. A hand a, towel. A hand towel. Dish a towel. Dish towel. Yeah, okay. uh, a bum bag. Oh, I don't think I want to know this one. <laughs> <laughs> Diaper. Bum bag. Uh, no, no. No idea. No idea. Uh, it's a fanny pack. Oh, I'll be darned. Yeah. And finally, yeah. when the British say they have a sofa, what are they talking about? A sleeper bed. I have no idea. Flounder. Uh, I'm going to go sleeping this, bag. This is the easiest one. What the hell is a, a sofa? A, a couch. couch. Okay. okay, well, fine. <laughs> Don, she's not going to want to come back tomorrow. <laughs> All right, 547 with a camera feed flounder and the late Kate, who is now leaving us. <laughs> It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis and Flounder and Miss Kate 551 here at 1063. What? That breaking news when you. Oh, okay. Well, uh, uh, hold on. No, I don't hear anything. Here we go. (laughs) What's going on in there? Everything okay? Uh, Let's see. I forgot my. Where's my damn history thing? I had it right here. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, A quick history note here was on this day in 1776, the beginning of a very important movement in the new America. On this day in 1776, Thomas Paine publishes his pamphlet, Common Sense. And on this day in 1967, President LBJ tells the State of the Union audience he needs Congress to pass a surcharge of 6% taxing uh, personal and corporate income to support the Vietnam War for two years. Can you imagine asking for that today? Uh, Of course, they can get it for Ukraine. No problem. Anyway. 
uh, 551 with the Kimber <laughs> Fly. What's going on? <laughs> Chris Christie is dropping out, right? Yeah, it's over here. They called him on a hot mic, uh -oh. mocking both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Oh, did we say how or what he says? It uh, doesn't say what. Oh, it's, it's a, a hot mic and somebody's got it then. Daily Mail says they got Gosh, it. Unbelievable. He's such an idiot. Oh, man. Well, I, like, he never had a chance. No. And he never had a chance. for. I, for sorry, because he's too fat. He was MSNBC stooge is what he was to trash Republicans. <laughs> and he, ju he just he was never going to be president. Nobody would respect him, and just, I mean, it's just, you know, it's 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 wrong. But I guarantee you that there are people who would never vote for him just because of what he looks like and what his mannerisms. And I mean, just he's not the kind of guy you want to be your president. <laughs> Sorry, it's why it's why I'll, I'll guarantee you that Gavin Newsom, that slime bag from California, is going to be as big as anybody coming up here by next year. Or, or some way to make him some big part of something. And by the way, I'd love for him, I'd love for him to run so we can talk about how his wife uh, was one of the uh, sodomy queens for Harvey Rapestein. <laughs> she was one of his uh, uh, co-sorts. Yeah. <laughs> if we had the first lady... Was, wait, wait co-sort? I don't know. <laughs> consort, co-host, co co co-sorts, consorts, I don't know. Kind of merged them <laughs> all there, didn't It you? all kind of goes in together. <laughs> but can you imagine, she'd be the first lady who was uh, giving it up to Harvey Rapestein on his uh, whore couch. In, in I could not sleep with a woman who slept with Harvey Weins. Oh, God. Really? And to th know the things that he had her doing? So, ladies, quit calling. I don't think so. So, no. But anyway... Uh, let's see. Random fact. We have a new uh, sheet of random facts here. By oh, way. we do. Once a giant clam settles mm. into place and begins to grow, it stays there for life, which can last by the giant clam for more than a hundred years. And they don't move from where they settle. Hundred years, and they don't move. What's the point? I mean, oh, we got a phone call. Oh, outstanding. We it's have like, Tony on the line, I believe. Tony. Hey, oh. Tony. Whoa, Tony, you're on the radio, man. What's up? Hey, Buzz. I mean, hey. First of all, did I just hear Pete say it would have been more interesting if he said Chris Christie was dropping pounds rather than <laughs> dropping out of the race. Well, that's but, possible, yes. <laughs> but, Nevertheless, uh, Kimmer got a question, then I got All an right. observation. All right. Question is, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't been listening as often as I used to because I my working hours are different. But are you going to revive, or had you had any of the old Jim Gossett stuff back in your show? No, uh, we only have people who really wanted to be part of the program, and uh, ah. you know, instead of uh, you know, wanted to be part of it. So uh, we it, we tried, but uh, there was no cooperation, and didn't want to do it, and so we're uh, just going about our and own that was business. the podcast he didn't want to do the podcast on skype is yeah. what what yeah. came down so to. he didn't want any part of it so anyway so uh, well onward and no, upward. Well, me, yeah all right let me ask comments sorry to hear about that that's right uh when you were talking about the guys trying to set you up on a date yeah i can't help but laugh <laughs> at that movie it reminded me of you of the movie with uh uh, 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 
Oh, I nice sound like me. Martin. <laughs> Steve Martin and Queen Latifah. <laughs> he's thinking he's going to have a date with this this lawyer chick, and it's the chick from prison who's Queen Latifah. Oh, just some... I, I didn't see it. I remember you. I remember hearing about it, or I saw the previews for it or something. Pretty yeah. funny. Pretty funny. Yeah, that, scene, you can but... see me with a with a woman in in, in prison for murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep up the good stuff. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Five fifty-five with a Kim Repeat and Flounder. And again, another quick thing here. Apparently, uh, Chris Christie is out of the race, and uh, Pete Carroll has been fired from the Seattle Seahawks NFL. Nick Saban is retiring at uh, University of Alabama football. And uh, the uh, fr- in the fraud trial in New York, Donald Trump's uh, a judge just said that Donald Trump will not be allowed to deliver part of his own closing arguments because they've been uh, messing well, mess with him from the beginning. So, And Kirby Smart is leaving Georgia to coach Alabama and Nick Saban is now the Atlanta Falcons' new head coach. Yeah, so, boy, yeah, I mean, yeah, pass this along because we want to see this in the paper tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe it'll go viral. Uh, it ought to go viral. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Uh, and in case you just joined us, a couple of other things. Uh, the uh, home wrecker Fanny, 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 Fanny Willis. Yeah, she got her boyfriend on the payroll. Fanny. Fanny, 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 Fanny. Yeah, Fanny, Fanny, Fanny. His, uh, he calls her his hot sodomami. And I, I, I wonder whether... I like big butts and I cannot lie. I wonder, I wonder whether he... You know, the brothers are known for not not uh, doing certain things in, uh, in the uh, romance area. No, they do it now. Oh, is that true? That's right here. Yeah. Well, now, I was wondering, maybe that's why, you know, she had to... Because I thought she was doing the gangbangers in the gangbang trial. The word was that she was having affairs with a couple of those gangbangers. And apparently, I wonder whether she switched over to this one particular guy, who, by the way, caused a divorce because when she hired him, then he filed for divorce the next day. He'd been cheating on her, a married man. You struck a nerve with the clam story. Oh, another clam, another clam call. Well, let's Gary. get it We're running out of time. Hello, Gary, you're on the radio, man. What's up? What'd I do? You, you struck a note because basically what you've defined by the clam settling in the ocean is the Democrats settling in Congress. Well, you know, you're, years. you're absolutely right. In fact, in fact, Frander, uh, Flounder, we had that sound bite from the guy at the podium the other day. We'll tell you, you'll think it's a sports question. Uh, yeah, I got it right here. Uh, let's do it right here. You'll think it's a sports question. Listen to this and then turn it to And guess which is it? Is it NBA or NFL? 36 have been accused of spousal abuse. Seven have been arrested for fraud. 19 have been accused of writing bad checks. 117 have directly or indirectly uh, been bankrupted at least two businesses. Three have done time for assault. 71, I repeat, 71 cannot get a credit card due to their bad credit. 14 have been arrested on drug-related charges. Eight have been arrested for shoplifting. 21 currently are defendants in lawsuits. And 84 have been arrested for drunk driving in the last year. How many of you think NBA? How many of you think NFL? Well, the answer is neither. It's the 435 members of the United States Congress. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. And these slime bags were in full force today at that hearing where Hunter Biden pulled his stunt showing up and then refusing to speak as soon as Marjorie Taylor Greene got to the microphone. Unbelievable. Nick Saban retires three short of 300 wins. Oh, wow. Well, he obviously doesn't care. How many do you think he lost in his coaching career? Well, it would be uh, 297 and probably 160. 71 games. Wow. Holy cow. That's got to be number one, right? How many ball wins do you think he had? 
Bowl games, he won. Bowl game? Oh, over how many years? Probably 12? Higher. Really? 15? Higher. 18? Higher. 21? 19. Oh, my God. Holy cow. Anyway, uh, cool. Anyway, uh, welcome, Miss Kate. I hope you had a little fun today. Well, uh, this is what we do. We goof around. We'll so never see her again. It's like, she's out. She's gone. Uh, her father's probably going to sue me or meet me outside. <laughs> anyway, uh, coming up on 6 o'clock with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder and Miss Kate. I got to go. You're killing me. Oorah, Shepard 5. <laughs> Look out. Herp and herp. <laughs> The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Ballou here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing, or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.